I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerds got no time for no kata. Sass in class, yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Rant Room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guess, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, Chris? Wakanda, Wakanda forever. forever. Yeah. On the show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. As you see, my man, Chris Derrick, is in the house. What's up? What's up, Chris? <sighs> Coolest thing. <laughs> Coolest thing. Yesterday. You in a good mood. Coolest I love it. Thing. I love it. So I still can't say the show, but God damn that show. we had to um <laughs> so somebody needed to have their head cut off on screen, right? Huh. And none of the writers wanted to oh, do gosh. it. And a showrunner he broke his foot the other day, so mm-hmm. he couldn't go to the scanning place. So I said, oh, let me go to the scanning place that's and get hilarious. my head cut off on screen because that's going to be cool. <laughs> so I went and got my head scanned, and, um, and, and they, show me, they show me Denzel's head from Macbeth. Mm. You know, because when Banco cuts his head off at the right, end, it's right. like, and I was like, fuck, it's going to look like this? It's going to look this real? <laughs> Shit. And, he was, and the guy was like, do you want this head? Not Denzel said, but mm. do you want your head when we're done with it? Dope, dude. I was like, yes, yes, I want my head when it's cut off. And oh, the females are gonna love yes. coming in your room now. Aren't they? <laughs> <It'd be> crazy, <laughs> it's crazy. But I'm saying to myself, but I, but shut I, up, Daly. But I, but, I, but I was saying to people, I, I, I was like, how are you not gonna get your head put on screen? You know, like I mean, because I mean, like for me, part of what is so cool about working entertainment is the mm-hmm. actual making of stuff, absolutely, and being on set and. I was, and I've never done effects like this, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to be doing these effects. But to be able to be there and say, oh, yeah, oh, that's my head. Yeah, you know, so it's. Lift, lift it up. Oh, just, yeah, yeah, so, um, <clears throat> so yeah, so that was my quite cool story from the other day. That's cool, that's know? cool. And we started shooting. So they won't see you, you just were the image of it. No, 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 no. They'll see my face. Oh, really? They'll see my face. Oh. Yeah, they'll be like, because like, my head gets put out on this thing and it like, kind of rolls and shit. So that's it's going to be fucking cool. <laughs> that's why I was like, how do you guys want to do this? That's this cute. is your Hitchcock moment and you don't want to do it. <laughs> and the staff was like, we didn't want to do that. I was like, y'all are weak. Y'all just soft. <laughs> soft. Amazing. Soft. Such a cinephile. Yes. <laughs> so if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get into the show. So today we got big sis in the building. So I can say it like I'm cool. They didn't see that. (laughs) 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 Exactly. uh, Writer, executive producer, showrunner herself, Daylin La Jefa. See, I got to put that on there because she the pimp dog like that. Y'all don't know nothing about that. Rodriguez, everybody. What's up, girl? Hi. Thank you for having me. Exactly. From Queen of the South and 900 other shows out there. What's happening? 900 other shows. That's (laughs) correct. (laughs) All the way up. I don't know. know. It's, 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 It's... to me, it's good to have you on the show. What we met like three years ago, was it two, three years ago? I think something like, like that. Yeah, yeah, we had coffee. Yeah, yeah. It was um, 
Because you're approachable, you mean, or something like I'm that? I'm a little approachable. She's like, I used to be. To I am. I'm approachable. But then I, <laughs> then some people tell me that they feel like I'm intimidating, and that really? made me really sad. I don't, I don't see know what nothing. that's about. Um, you don't give that off at all. Uh-oh. Chris has an opinion. Although, although <laughs> maybe it. it's because you got La Jefa on there. So well, maybe. Like, oh, no, no, no. Okay. So, no, <clears throat> but that's okay. mostly a queen joke. I know. Yeah, really. but, <laughs> okay, but this is what I'll say. So, it was a thing at the Writers Guild with, like, like it's all this stuff about what to do when you're on set, right? Oh, that was, was like, a good panel. It was a good panel because <laughs> Carl Seaton was there and a bunch mm-hmm. of people yeah. had done a lot of stuff on set. And I what, moderated that and we had yeah. Dalen yeah. and Carl. Yeah, and I thought it was... So... I thought this was cool about you. This is why I wanted. This is why I approached you. Is that you're assertive, you yeah. know? And I mean, I would agree. You know, <laughs> like that's my New York yeah. Cuban side. Right? <laughs> no, but but you're assertive, and you're not afraid to show that. And mm-hmm. even on a panel, it was it was very clear about I'm about my business because I'm serious about this job, mm-hmm. and I'm ser- and also the journey you've had to get where you were, and everything. And I, I was like, okay, cool. So that means that you. So I think that might be intimidating to people because you're a certain. Yeah, I also have resting bitch face. So that's another. (laughs) I mean, it's not as bad as Kanye's, but it's pretty bad. (laughs) But I I mean, I mean, but look, you know, I mean, that's what I think of people say that, you know, it's not for me. That's not what I thought, because I was Mm -hmm. like, I want to talk to her. You know, I was like, I already know Carl. So, you know, so, yeah, you know, and then we and then you said and, and you were very cool about it. You were like, here's my email. Just uh, was free to coffee. And we did. So, yeah. And great. I read your script and it was great. Thank you. Thank awesome. you. And I'm okay. happy that you're working on a show that none of us can talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my soon, world, girl. Yeah. Soon, soon. And like, I don't know how soon. I let people know the trailer has dropped. So of the trailers of shows that have dropped. You it's, just, one of those. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. I was over at, um, I was at Brian Fuller's last night. Mm. And, oh, um, name dropping. Well, he's a friend of ours. So he's, really he's so, oh, and, name dropping from both yeah. of them. That's and, my uh, cousin. I wouldn't go tell you. And, um, and so, and, and he was like, I saw your trailer. And I was like, I'm too close to it. Yeah. I'm too close to everything. Mm. Absolutely everything. Uh-oh. And um, he was telling me a story about, no, no, because this would kind of give it away. So I'm <laughs> he told, it was funny because like, he hangs out with Maz Mickelson. Mm-hmm. Or, and I was like, that's kind of strange <laughs> but cool because mads must be cool so right. um uh, so there's a story you, there was a story about how he wanted to get mads mickelson did have you heard the story about for, for hannibal um i vaguely remember it but i don't he the <laughs> network the network was fighting him tooth and nail to mm. have john cusack be hannibal really? that's a very weird choice really yeah that weird. was like their big fight Huh. They're big. They had a fight. deal. They, they were trying to keep it. They, yeah. yeah, big exactly. fight. You know? and then, and he, and he was like, I had, and, I, I, and he was like, I'm, I, it was, it was, it was, he was like, Mads, or I'm not doing it, mm. kind of thing, you know. And it kind of made a show, you know, because because mm. I, I can't see that show with John Cusack. No, no. <laughs> I and I like John Cusack. Yeah, but that's not, not, like a, he's not as Hannibal. Not he's as Lloyd Dobler. <laughs> <laughs> He's Hello. not Hannibal. No, no. He's, exactly. he's holding a boombox in front of your house. He's, yes. he's, wow. not, he's, not, he's, not, cut, he's not eating, he's not eating he's human with liver. With the trench coat on. <laughs> <laughs> he's not eating the Yeah, so. Um, That's hilarious. Yeah, I was going to say something, but whatever. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, but it's good to have you. I, Thank I, you. I, I think that maybe why people might say that you might be. Is it intimidating or unapproachable? I, I don't it's, know. It's I mean, like, look, I had, this is about ranting, mm-hmm. right? So, like, I had this period of my career that was super weird. Uh, I had just come off of uh, 
a really difficult year of hopping from one show to the next, one show to the next. And, and Which can be difficult, too. It was yeah. difficult because um, without fail, almost every single experience mm-hmm. was terrible. Ooh, there okay. was something terrible on the show. Mm-hmm. There was a crazy showrunner. Mm-hmm. It was a, it, there so many. I could sit here for hours. I have, <laughs> I have like, war stories. <clears throat> and uh, The kids want to know. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was in such a bad headspace that when I was going on interviews and I was just tanking all my interviews all the mm. feedback was like she seems very angry and, mm. I, and I was like oh, I think I am I think I need a break <laughs> so I took a break but then after that I started going out again for staffing mm-hmm. season and I got offered a job on a CBS show mm-hmm. thank god I didn't get it, it was a terrible show mm. I had a fantastic phone interview with the showrunners who were in New York for Upfronts mm-hmm. I had they got recommendations from really good writers that had worked with them for me and then they, I got an offer on the show and then when we countered a week later it was crickets hmm. And things got really weird, and my agent couldn't figure out what was going on. Mm-hmm. And then he started digging, and then he found out that the showrunners kept digging and found one person <laughs> that said something terrible about me. Really? And they said, she's really difficult to work with, and she <clears throat> and the, the co-EP that you hired wouldn't get along. Wow. So I couldn't... Uh, they took back the offer, basically. Wow. I didn't get the job. Thank God I didn't. But then I thought, okay, what what is this about? Who's mm-hmm. this person? I have no idea who's <laughs> trash talking me. I go, let's go get him, Chris. Where yeah, <laughs> and then and then I and then I went up for another job a few months later, and the feedback came back. Hmm. And the showrunner called me. And he said, hey, can I talk to you for a second? I said, yeah. He goes, look, somebody tried to tank my career a few years back. Mm. So I'm giving you the opportunity to explain to me why somebody would say this about you. Love him. Which was amazing. And I said, your co-EP is this badass black girl from Mm -hmm. Queens. Mm -hmm. I'm not any worse than that. (laughs) (laughs) And if that's your... It's a beetle. Yeah, they don't bite them. Um, if that's <clears throat> who is your number two, mm-hmm. we're not going to have a problem, basically. <laughs> we got a nice beetle we have a flying beetle around here. Flying. It's, we'll see it's coming back out. It's, oh. oh. Down, man. Down. <laughs> Let's leave him alone. He'll be fine. So anyway, <clears throat> uh, I said, I'm not any... I'm just, I'm, yes, I'm opinionated, mm-hmm. but when the train leaves the station, I get on the train. Right. I'm not going to disrupt yeah. your shit. You know shit. your lane. Yeah, mm-hmm. and your co-EP is a black woman from Queens. Right. I'm a Latina from Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what's, there's, exactly. and he's like, I, I get it. Exactly the same. Yeah. I'm infinitely more agreeable because I'm from Manhattan. Don't, don't think <laughs> Yeah, I'm maybe a little bit we more both, agreeable. We both will catch you, yeah. but don't get, don't trip. Yeah. No, but long story short, he said, I got it, I understand, and he hired me. Nice. You know, Good. and I was on the show for two seasons, and nice. then after that, m- that thing went away. Mm. My agent was like, it'll go away, stay on a show for two years, mm-hmm. and whatever this is, will will disappear. Nice. I don't know till this day. I have a suspicion, but I don't know. Your intuition is usually right, though. That's what yeah, I find. I I'd be suspicion. hunting the motherfuckers down. <laughs> I'd be like, who said what? No. I need to find but, you. But, you know, it made me really think about myself and how I am in the room. Uh-huh. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm opinionated. Yeah. I have a strong presence in the mm-hmm. room. But I'm not somebody, uh, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter as much now that I'm a showrunner. But when mm-hmm. I have been in rooms, I, I don't stop the room. I don't. Right make everything grind to a halt and <laughs> I may argue a little bit but I was never somebody that just derailed things mm-hmm. and, I, and if I pitched that I didn't like somebody at something I would try desperately to come up with a fix right. I would say I'm sorry I don't have a fix right. you know but uh, it was just somebody that didn't like me 
Fuck them. <laughs> like, they ain't even working these days. Yeah, because, you know? well, see, okay, <clears throat> that's the thing that's interesting is that, is yeah. that you, um, I, you know, it's so weird what <laughs> happens in rooms where, um, if, you know, when stuff gets derailed, you know, because in my experience, it's, it's just two, it's just two, two seasons. Um, we're okay. We're okay. I think you can get him out, yeah. that yeah. beetle. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, you know, uh, it's interesting because on my the, the the kosher runner was the one who would derail stuff on the first season, you know, Jeez. and everyone else just kind of had to like go with it, you know. So I so I don't have the experience of what it is that where someone else in the room kind of like 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 throws it off the track. Oh my you know? god, that's it's you don't. No, well you're very lucky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I did. No, you're yeah. very yeah, lucky. It, yeah. It's just it's the it's the one thing that 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 my show my boss said the other day. He he was like, this is one of the best films I've had. Mm. You know, like you guys are so you have so many ideas, and it's like the worst. He said the worst thing about you guys is the all of you is there's the coolest fuck idea. And someone else has a cool fuck idea like 30 seconds later. Like, mm. You just never let cool shit sit. That's, That's cool. good. That's great. That's, great. Yeah, and That's he was, the room and, you want. Yeah, and he, he's like, guys, just let ideas sit in the oven for like two minutes. You can have a great idea to write it down. And then, yeah. Yeah. But that's what, you know, and to me, I mean, it's so weird because <clears throat> first season, it was mainly on Zoom, you know, and that was such a weird thing, you know. And then, I, I can't hate, even I imagine. I haven't done I any Zoom it. rooms oh, yet. It's, it's I haven't awful. done that. And, and then my, and our thing was, it was only maybe like 90 minutes a few days a week and i was like that's not that bad and i was like how do people do this for eight hours oh on yeah Zoom? yeah like, i actually like did a day. i did a freelance episode of fantasy island and i was on the Zoom room for like with liz and him uh, yeah mm-hmm. but after like two days i was like this is terrible <laughs> do you know what i mean like i love everybody here everybody's really mm-hmm. nice this is awful yeah the zoom rooms are terrible yeah. so i can't imagine doing, are you in a room now Helena? no but I yeah. can't even imagine. You guys are in person now We're in your person, secret yeah. show. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've been in a lot of development rooms in the last couple of years <clears throat> where we're in the room for like a month and then we're out. Mm-hmm. But I haven't. But it's all on Zoom and it fucking sucks. It's I terrible. It. I can't imagine. I, it. I don't like it at all. I don't get it. I don't know why we do it. I do it. like pitching I know we have Zoom. to. You do? I love I it. I hate it. I love it because I get to read the document right on the... I, I love it. Yeah. Right on the screen. Yeah, I just yeah. read it right off the screen. Well, when, when I pitch, most of the time it's me and my producing partner, mm-hmm. Pamela. So she is also a former actor as I used to be. Yeah. <clears throat> so there are moments when we'll be like in the middle of the pitch and we'll be like, and there's this, there's this really cool moment where the father and the son do this thing. It looks like this. And we'll reenact it. Oh, that's awesome. We'll have people in tears, like doing the, like whatever the scene is. And... Um, so that dynamic is gone when we're just sitting there I and see. she's at home and I I'm see. here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So, it's, yeah, it's a weird thing. Yeah. I mean, pitching is, <clears throat> I don't know about it. As a, you know what? There's a really cool app. I'm, I'll send it to you. It's like, it's a teleprompter. Mm-hmm. So when you, so. Oh, I want this. So the, so, so you can type in everything you want on the thing. And it was, right. It was, and, and, you, and you determine how fast you want it to move. Oh, that's cool. So as opposed, because I know what you're saying, because if but you're. you have to scroll. You, you have, have to scroll. Yeah, and yeah. Put, yeah. Plus you're looking a little bit <laughs> off, you know, to read it. Mm-hmm. But it's right there on the on the camera. Then you're mm-hmm. still looking. Yeah. It's, yeah. I tried that recently on something. And they were like, hmm. oh, let's hear more. How are you handling the, the thing? Also, the thing that works with two or three of us, because usually our producer, whoever we're working with, will control like any images or thing that we want to do. Actually, we usually start with music, you know? Like we'll do our short talk and we're like, well, let's just jump in. Boom, we start with the music and then we go into the whatever. And 
How, who's controlling? Well, it was the assistant in the production company okay. controls the. We do one practice where they figure out where the images are. Okay. But uh, I mean, I, I I think for so the there's thing cues. I, yeah, there's the, cues. Okay. I mean, for what I'm doing right now, I think it's really the pitch deck. I think really really works. But this mm-hmm. obsession with pitch deck stuff is maddening. Everybody's asking for it too. It's, it's really like, really maddening. I think it was like who was it? It was like somebody in the guild tweeted something hilarious, mm-hmm. or maybe it was on one of the Facebook groups. It was like, how did we ever sell shows before pitch oh, decks? Mark Mark, like, Mark 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 Blutman, I think it did was something just like, like yeah. what? Yes, <laughs> right. how yeah. how is it well, possible? <laughs> so I figured this out. I figured out why we have pitch decks so much mm-hmm. so many people are from corporate America yeah mm. and corporate America does not do anything without, without a power powerpoints yeah. so they're, really they're, they're used to it they, like, they're not used to someone coming there and going hey right got something really fucking cool to tell you <laughs> don't use that at all I'm gonna tell you a story <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah they're not yeah because they're not but that's their, whole, not their thing at all because they are just like that's how they raise money. That's mm-hmm. how they get shit. Hey, you know, we have to put this team off. We're going to do this new project. It's all about... Well, especially when you're dealing with these streamers that are all Silicon right. Valley. Yeah. Shit, like right. that, yeah, that's stuff. what it is. Yeah. yeah. So for them, it's like, I need to, I need to see... I need to... I mean... But then does, does nobody have an imagination? No. Like can't, I, I mean, say just that all the time. No one who makes decisions <laughs> has an imagination. <clears throat> no one does. No, it's... And not only that, it's weird because everything changes anyway. I mean, mm-hmm. like, this is what's so maddening to me about pitching and, like, getting a million notes on, like, <laughs> the story section of the pitch. And, like, you guys realize when the writer's room gets together, all this shit goes out the right. fucking window and all the writers come in and come up with much cooler shit than yes. I'm pitching right. to anybody right, right. now. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. And they're like, yes, but yeah. we don't They're being care. literal. Yeah. They're being literal to what you're saying. Because yeah, they have I mean, no imagination, and right. I mean, and the thing, and the thing is that you, that you, you, you're curious if they understand what you're pitching. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, because like, because because we've had that problem. We like throw stuff out there, and they're like, um, okay, cool. <laughs> and like it'll come like in, in the you know the story documents, mm-hmm. you know. And then in the script, they'd be like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And we're like, we said Oh, no, 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 no. no. But nobody can read a story document and nobody can read an outline. Right. Only writers can. Nobody can do either one of those. So they don't understand anything until they see the actual document. Yeah. The actual script. Script, They don't get it. They think they do. Sometimes there'll be a good note here and there. But in general, they really don't understand it until they see the script. Right. Agreed. Which is imagination. Yeah, some of it's imagination. Also, a lot of people just don't know how to read an outline the way that a that a, a writer, writer does. Yeah. Do you yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because you're. It's the thing I say all the time. It's like, who's your audience? Yeah, mm-hmm. you got to write to your audience. You know, <clears throat> so so I mean, I think a lot of people make that. I think a lot of people who are younger make the mistake that I'm writing to people who would watch my show. But that's not who you got to get past. First, you got to get past these other people. So you got to write to them to keep them engaged in a different way. Well, but then, but that's also, I also say like the reason that, you know, I have, don't, don't get me wrong. I have issues with, (laughs) with the system and the executive system. But at the end of the day, they are your audience. They really are. I mean, they're your first, they're your first. You you, you got to write to them. You got to write to them. You have to write to, but my point is that they really truly are the audience. Like they're, (laughs) do you know what I mean? They're, they're, because most people are just like. Uh, they miss so many things they don't you know a lot of people are like a good point a lot of people are like doing their taxes while they're like watching television do you know what i mean (laughs) or they're they're playing um animal crossing and watching tv (laughs) at the same time so so in general it has you have to keep that in mind and i think executives have 20 million stories going on in their head it's their version of animal crossing if that makes any sense yes so there's 
I give, I give, I have empathy for that a little bit. <clears throat> I do too. No, no, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not like. No, I'm not disagreeing yeah, with you. No, I'm yeah, just adding I, to to, what you're I totally just, do because the, that's the one thing that, like, you know, because on the that, on the because like I had to write the story doc, you know, for mm-hmm. and and my boss was like sales document. It's a sales document. This, this is not a story. This is a sales document. So and he was like, "Can you do this?" I was like. If I don't, if I, I'll give it to you. You don't like it. Someone, mm-hmm. Someone's to rewrite it. Right. Um, but I would keep saying to myself, okay, I got to like keep them engaged in a way. Like it's all these things you got to think about. Like yeah. it's, it's not too much detail. Mm-hmm. You can't go into like stuff that's going to be like, particularly my show with all this granules about the world right. and the universe. Yeah, yeah. So you got to keep all that stuff like vi- out, mm-hmm. out. Um, I mean, the one I did, like we were like, maybe I think we should put like a Wikipedia entry just, <laughs> yeah. at, the, just at the top with hyperlinks, just, right? just real fast, like boom, boom, boom. So when they start reading the document, they understand yeah. like what mm-hmm. you're talking. Well, about. on Queen, we used to uh, remind them what the last episode was yeah. on the story yeah. doc. Oh, you have to. We did yeah, exactly on. what we did. Exactly. What we did. <laughs> yeah. Episode yes. five hundred eight. <laughs> exactly. uh, this happened. Yeah. So you and that's remember. like a nice little chunk. Yeah. 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 yeah, you have to do all that. It's funny because it's just it's you think. I mean, I guess it's like you're so into your show at the time. You think everyone is aware of all the shit you've thrown out and like, just everything you've been talking about. Mm-hmm. And it's like yeah. they're not. They because they, sometimes like my boss will come in and we'll throw and we'll throw out like I like in a pitch that in the room we've come up with a kind of shorthand for. He's like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? What? Like, uh, oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. Because you weren't here when we came with That's the right. yeah, 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 yeah. So it's very it's a it's a very interesting. Process just, and then you got to realize that selling it to the executives is then the next level of keeping it easy because that because because then they got to sell it to their boss. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. well, pitching so. even more so. You know, I mean, it, you really have to. They it has to be a way that they can then go to their boss and explain it to them For without sure. completely ruining what you just pitched. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's hard. So, Dalen, I want to say um, you're one of my favorite people in Hollywood. Oh, you're very sweet. No, I mean, <laughs> thank you. Um, you know, every time we banter back and forth or whatever on 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 uh, Twitter or anything, you know, you just like always keep it real. And for me, those are people that I know that Chris and I love. Oh, for sure, <clears throat> sure. And you're consistent, which is something I that I love. Be. You know. And so having you on the show, timing is everything. And I think the timing is right now, you know, with everything that's going on, um, the culture, the climate that we're in. And um, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on, besides all the other stuff that's happening, is it's not every day that we get a Latinx, you know, showrunner on this show. Matter of fact, I'm trying to think about it. We haven't had many. (laughs) <laughs> you know, so we had who we have, um, sh- like shorter wise, yeah, none, maybe, maybe one, none, because there's I, only like 10 of us, or yeah, something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's not many because yeah, like, I interviewed Tanya, Tanya. there's Tanya. me, Tanya, Gloria, Alana, right. Pena, mm-hmm. Sierra, Ornelas. What about, um, oh, I don't know, Selena, what's the, what's his name? Um, oh, there's Mark, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have him on the show, yeah, yeah. there's, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes, there's a lot. Yeah. Why am I forgetting his name? There's not. There's. Yes. There's. I mean. Well, there's. There's like less ben, than fifteen. There's Ben. There's Ben Lobato. Right. There's. Uh. Yeah. There's Steve Canals. You know. There's. Mm-hmm. There's like. Steve yeah. On. There's probably under twenty. <clears> right. But we're. I was just talking Latinas. The Latinas. Right. There's like. There's probably very few. There's yeah, less there's, Latinas. There's, six. <laughs> there's like six of us. Yeah, six right. or seven. But there are more every day. Here's mm-hmm. somebody else got a show picked up mm-hmm. and they're letting them show run. So it's mm-hmm. really exciting. Mm-hmm. It's happening slowly but surely. You know. But like I said, I wanted to have you on because I think it's super important, super important in this climate to to let people see and hear the voices that exist. And 
Um, one of the things I love about you is you're not afraid to tell the truth as far as you can go without yeah. getting in trouble, with it, of course. And those are the people that I love, you know. And so I wanted to talk to you and have you on the show. Let's tell everybody like how you're from and how you got into the game. I know we're a little late into this. Well, uh, yeah. So I'm originally from uh, Washington Heights okay. in Manhattan. Oh, okay. She all up in the, in the Heights in the and heights. all that yeah. stuff. Oh, but yeah. I lived in the Heights till <laughs> about uh, fifth grade. Then we moved to New Jersey across the bridge. Uh, I went to high school in Jersey, mm-hmm. Bergen County. We moved around a little bit around Bergen County. My mom lives now in North Bergen, and I went to NYU. So, like, I'm a tri-state area girl. Um, I went to NYU as an acting major, actually. Oh, did you? I got in early decision to NYU as an acting major. Wow. Early in, decision. Wow. Uh-huh. I'm uh, like she's somebody. Uh, I'm like December. I'm December. Holiday break, so good. I'm in. I can chill. And I was in the playwright school, and then after a semester, I realized uh, actors weren't my tribe. So mm. I transferred to the writing department, because I in high school, I had written some plays, and okay. I had been published in high school. Um, which was super cool and then um, so I went to the dramatic writing program I graduated okay. um, probably the most famous graduate of our dramatic writing program is, Dan, is Donald Glover mm. um, right. and who was <coughs> much younger than me mm. and then um, two years maybe you know you know and then I, then nobody <laughs> teaches you how to get into the business right at all Mm-hmm. They're like, go, go and have fun. Right. We'll teach Bye. them theory. <laughs> Bye. And, uh, you know, I fucked about in New York. I mm. worked in at ABC News. I worked at magazines. I was a waitress. I was a hostess at a jazz club, mm. which was like one of my favorite jobs I've ever had. <laughs> and because I got to see all this great jazz and all these really famous musicians. And, um, you know, working two jobs to pay my rent and have anxiety attacks every day and I wasn't really writing anymore and uh, at the time HBO was the shit it was like Six Feet on uh, I'm sorry Sex uh, Sex in the City and uh, The Sopranos Mm. and it was like the beginning of where TV was about to sparkle big Mm -hmm. time you know you saw it coming and it's weird because I went to NYU when um, TV was like a joke yeah like it was made fun of there were mm-hmm. no tv classes right. you were on the feature track or you were on the playwriting track and um I, so i had one half hour tv class mm. and then i did an independent study with the same teacher and that teacher literally said to me are you sure you want to do this because i don't think you're going to make it wow it's a it's a boys club and it's really hard mm. and i was like awesome pep talk from my teacher <laughs> fuck so um i so fast forward i decide i remember the disney fellowship because i had applied to it once from nyu and didn't get in okay. and i decided to write hold on hold on did y'all hear that she said she submitted once and didn't get didn't in and get then in. you did what and I submitted it again. Boom, wait for it. <laughs> uh, and I I was in my 20s in New York, so I was living mm. sort of a much poorer version of Sex in the City. <laughs> and so I wrote... She still was cute, though. I was still cute. <laughs> and so I wrote an episode of Sex in the City, and this is when the Disney program wasn't as... Div- it, it, to be honest with you, it's impossible to get oh, in now. And also, crazy. you need like letters from people in the industry and yeah. it's just oh my god you just need so many scripts and it's mm-hmm. crazy and it used to be open to like america mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. i was just like open right so i wrote on an a spec for sex in the city i sent it in i packed all my shit and i moved to los <laughs> what? angeles you didn't even get in yet no 
I was okay, having, I like that. You missed the part of I was having anxiety attacks like every <laughs> other day on the I, street. I heard that. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and my friend just said to me, my friend, a really close old friend of mine from high school, she was my roommate, and she said, just get out of here. Mm. Just try something different. So I packed up all my stuff. I moved to L.A., I had two friends out here, mm. one of which was going through a nervous breakdown, so that didn't count. And then, Perfect um, energy, right? Totally terrible energy. And then it turns out my other friend was actually going through massive marital problems. So it was like really toxic and terrible. And then uh, I got a job as a barista at the Bourgeois Pig. Oh, it's a lovely So I've probably served some people in this town coffee, mm-hmm. and I was terrible. The worst <laughs> cup of coffee you had at the Bourgeois Pig was from me. And uh, I'm positive. Every Friday, let me say this, from 2000, Two to 2005 or six, every Friday night, we hung out at the Bourgeois Pig, me and all my mod, we boyfriends. I was, we we parked right in that red, red zone, yeah, in the red zone. I was gone by then because I got into the Disney fellowship. (laughs) (laughs) No, so it's weird. I have a weird story. Yeah, (laughs) no, I have a weird story because I literally applied, found, got an interview in November, got in by January, and it was the Disney fellowship. Yeah, wow, that's fast. So it was, Mm -hmm. I don't have the typical. Um, no, some people got that fairy dust just following them everywhere. No, but see, but see, okay, but look, this is what I love about your story because two things about it. One, you moved out here with with knowing no one and having no like plan per se because because you, you hadn't heard if you were in yet. No. And then no. when you get in, it's like it's a different kind of track than what most people would tell you. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. People understand is that no one's path is going to be the same, right. and you really can't. And you can't model what you do on what other people do to get into the things because, as Jeff Thorne always says, the minute that you know it's like a big dam, and the minute it just cracks, and the minute that you've gone in that little crack, mm-hmm. someone comes out and puts mm. cement over it. <laughs> exactly. and it's like you, there's no one else coming <clears throat> in that same because because I bet you there's no one who's got into the Disney program who had the interview in November and then was starting January. Yeah. See, so see, so they're. Like, I mean, g- everybody of that year probably. Maybe, did, but maybe, yeah. but after that, they're like, "We're not doing this again." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It, the <laughs> we pro- need to make this harder. They did. They made it harder. Exactly. It's crazy because mm-hmm. now you have to have an original script and a spec script and two rec- two tools of recommendation from people in the industry. Yep. Yeah. How so do you that's, know people in the industry? Well, yeah. but that being said, it, it's pulling a lot from the from the assistant track, which I think is actually pretty cool. I mean, think about it. Um, those are a lot of the future writers. I right. mean, I had no experience in Hollywood, which is a little daunting. Mm-hmm. I'm literally in the fellowship and then I'm thrown in a room mm-hmm. and it was a comedy room. I started oh, in half yeah. hour comedies. Oh, that's right. You wrote a half hour, yeah. Yeah, I started in half hour <laughs> comedies and it was a real eye-opening situation because it was the George Lopez show. Mm-hmm. They had only picked it up for four episodes. Mm. It was super weird. It was like they were just trying it out and they hadn't shot the pilot yet. Mm. So what was really cool is that I got in and they had a punch-up room, so mm. I was part of that room, oh, and yeah, I yeah. watched the pilot get made, and like, it was all these like amazing heavy hitter writers from like the old Roseanne mm-hmm. and like and Frasier and stuff OGs, like that. Yeah. Like there were like some OG people <laughs> no. in there, and I was scared as fuck. Mm. It was so daunting, and it was hard. It was really hard. Mm-hmm. And half hours are just it. I, my understanding is that it's gotten better in some levels, but it was terrible. I'm sure it, it was. It was. And it was my my teacher was right to an extent. It was a boys' room. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's it was right, really. Right. It was it was tough. Mm-hmm. It was a tough room. And I'm not a joke writer per se. I can write comically and mm-hmm. I write humorously, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not like a punchline writer. Mm-hmm. And those half hour you know multicams are very 
Personal driven, specific, yeah. and they're very and it's rhythmic. And they're very can, rhythmic, mm-hmm. and yeah. Well, this is, I'm just saying that because this was interesting about the boys' club nature of television. Because my room is half and half, right? And I love it. Well, it's changing. It's changing. Yeah. I mean, but 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 there's times when we kind of split the room sometimes because we are so behind, and you know, so sometimes, and it's like um, those are my first, my favorite times. Yeah, you, you know, um, but it's like it's so. <clears throat> It's it's interesting. The the thing I like about it is is that it's it's invariably that when guys get together, the first thing that comes to mind is you're talking plot. You know, you're you're just talking plot. Oh, what about this? What about this? What about this? Mm -hmm. And the times when I've been in the room when it's been like it's been me and like two of the women who are the upper upper levels. It's like let's do the emotional arc for this episode first. And it's such an interesting different way to start. To do, and, and 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 to me, I actually love that better because you can like come up with a lot of different plot things. Oh yeah, you know. But the episode won't work if the emotion emotional part doesn't work. You know, I'm not saying that like oh well the women are always the, the emotions, but it's like it's interesting that it's like you know. No, I mean Margaret Thatcher existed. <laughs> so yeah, no, no, no. There no, are no, women no, that no, are no, like no, I have worked no, with them and they're like no, A B C D E F G. Yeah, no, but, but, no but, but I mean, but I I say that not to be like no, I hear what you're it's a different way of coming at it. And yeah. because my show is the type of show that it is, it's, it's like, it's a heavy genre show. Right. You know, so it's interesting to see how you come into genre that way. Because a lot of times you think about genre and you're like, okay, what's the cool magic? Or what's the cool sci-fi? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know what? The room, like you said earlier, the room will come up with the cool magic. Or the, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They will, you know, mm-hmm. which is, and, and, and I think that's, but... But you know, but will you find the right e- e- like emotional beat for yeah, the show? Yeah, you know, Queen of the South was this weird hybrid of a show because it was very, it had action, it was very plot driven, but it was a soap. Yeah, right. So all the plot had to come out of a very specific character and emotional drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for oh, for sure. Teresa Mendoza. So it was like. It was this weird balancing act that we mm-hmm. were constantly doing. It was it, it's Queen of South. is the hardest show I've ever worked on, and I was the showrunner for two years, <laughs> <laughs> hands down, the hardest show I have ever, ever, ever written on ever. <clears throat> That's funny. Because of that, it was just it was this weird, um, you know, composite of all these things. But but I, I think having watched that show, I haven't seen this final season yet. But having watched that show, I can. I mean. The the difficulties that you guys had in the room, it shows up on the show, on the screen. Yeah. It's a really intense show that is like hard. Like, it's a show that, like, I don't like to watch it too late at night because my, my, cause my heart <laughs> is gets. Is it too violent? No, no, it's no, it's no, because my, my heart gets, There's my heart rate gets up. Yeah. There's a lot of tension. It's like, like goddamn, I could go to bed now. Like, yeah, I need it's to watch. Teresa gonna survive.
And then we would have with an, all that action and all you that. You have no fucking idea how he wow. did this. We had superstars. This is the greatest crew I've ever worked mm-hmm. with. Our DP Abe, Abe Martinez is a genius. Mm. He basically ran that set, mm-hmm. you know. And so we had eight days, and then we'd have that. F- we'd have a ninth day, but it was a double up day. We'd start okay. the next episode, so we had two crews on the ninth mm-hmm. day. And we had. So we're gonna block a couple little things. I know. <laughs> Wait and a minute. <laughs> eight days. That's crazy. Yeah. We, we shot that show. On the best thing that actually happened to us was the pandemic because they had to give us nine days <laughs> to shoot the wow. show. And, and the pandemic. Ten, yeah. Oh my and god. And the pandemic because we shut down. Yeah. And right. then had to wait. Uh, we finished the show. We shut down on like. All the days are melting. Uh, It was like 2020, right? Mm -hmm. So it was like March 13th, 2020, and we didn't finish the show until March 18th, 2021. Oh. So we shut down for the entire winter. We didn't start up until the fall. Wow. So it was just sitting oh, because oh, because I remember, I I remember, because I remember I was following you online. I was because I remember you had the issue where there was like. The hurricane or something like that, like before, like beforehand. Yeah, yeah. Before we moved to Louisiana, Louisiana. and then we had a hurricane right before <clears throat> we started, started so right. it pushed us a little bit more, and yeah. it was just insanity. Wow. Yeah, we moved pins. to. I love shooting in New Orleans. Our city is the shit, man. Mm. I love it. It's so good, but anyway. <laughs> I don't know how we. No, we have no idea. I mean, like sometimes I couldn't believe it, and we'd get footage, and I'm like, I can't believe we just shot that action sequence. Wow. It's just unbelievable. That's crazy. I That's mean, but what do you always say? Chris talks about this story about, you know, we, he and I come from the indie world. We've yeah. shot dozens and dozens of projects. And you get on a set where we have like one trailer and there's like 17 trailers, right, for example. And all of a sudden, the whole engine comes together and it moves like a machine. Mm-hmm. Whereas us, we're like, well, we had to, we couldn't afford such and such, so our first city is like somebody's right, cousin, right. <laughs> whatever, you know what I mean? And so you see that machine, you talk about like when you went to, uh, to Savannah, Shadow. To, oh, Savannah, yeah, 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 you yeah. Tell her about that really quick. Yeah, yeah. So I went down to <clears throat> um, Savannah to Shadow on the show called The Act, the final episode of The Act. Yeah. And it was so eye opening to me. Because I had been on several huge, huge like, like you know, like Constantine, like like the movie, right? The, and it's that's a whole different animal. Yeah. But coming down to a TV set and seeing how sharp everybody moves, as opposed to, to oh, like on an indie project where mm-hmm. everyone is kind of like sabotaging the project, essentially. <laughs> you know, I was like, they they are. They really. I mean, I mean, they don't mean to. But what I realized is. If you're available to shoot on someone's little like three day shoot in the yeah. weekend, mm-hmm. it's because you don't work well with others. Yeah, <laughs> you don't because if you work well with others, you'd be on a show <laughs> and be like, "I get in my weekend." What are you talking about? That's funny. Um, and you just and you, I just saw how sharp everybody moves and how how it's how like I remember we were trying to do all this stuff and like the gaffer was so on what the DP and the director were talking about that he'd be like he, uh, the minute they yeah. broke he'd be like we're gonna do this we're gonna do this we're gonna do this we're gonna do this we're gonna, do this, we're gonna bring the he was light anticipating like he was, he was anticipating everything mm-hmm. and I was like this motherfucker right here was saving this show yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah because they're moving fast right. and getting all this shit and it's just and you and you don't people who do work on the, the if you're doing one camera all this kind of shit like this you don't know what it's like when they gotta roll three cameras yeah. and the team is moving real fast because mm-hmm. it's, it's a joy as a filmmaker as a mm-hmm. director you're like god damn they're moving this fast oh shit I, so, so, and, but, but, and but, there's a small team for each of those cameras yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's the thing yeah, too and, and, and the thing is as a, as a director 
if you have, if you're used to that kind of pressure, it kind of opens up your brain to think faster. Like, oh shit, oh they're doing. Sorry, you ready? Mm-hmm. Let's do this too. Let's do this too because we can. Because I because in your head you're anticipating this might take 45 minutes to get this one right. shot, and they'll have it ready in 15 minutes. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh shit, I got another half hour. We can get two more, and and you mm-hmm. got two cameras going, three cameras. So you got like three set. It's it's very fascinating for people who haven't worked on, um, you know. To work on TV, particularly an action show, because mm-hmm. you guys yeah. do a lot. You know, yeah. you got because you got to practice the stunts. You might yep. have to blow shit up. Yep. You know, <laughs> you, know yep. you might have to. Have yeah, you yeah, watched yeah, our show? Yeah. Well, you, I mean, you, know, <laughs> you know, you get to flip cars. Yep. You know, do a lot of shit. You, know, you get to lock down. It was, it's it's so it's so again I said about when you're on it and you go to the set. It's thrilling to see what everyone does because mm-hmm. you see because you go. This is the real magic of the whole thing because right. they kind of like will shut everything down. They'll run a couple stunts. They'll like do a couple of takes of, of flipping a car, and, like, and they're like. And the coolest thing is, they'll wrap so fast. You'll be like, oh shit, we going to the next location because it's not. It's <laughs> exactly. not. You're not used to that when That's you're doing, doing indie shit. It really you know? is. I'm in awe of them. Yeah, I mean, because <laughs> so my show, I think we're 13 days an episode. Wow. Right. Wouldn't I, you? I, wouldn't you love that? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's thirteen. Yeah, it's like thirteen. Days, it's thirteen. Wow, more, must more. be nice to have money. Yes, exactly. yes, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, my show is so. How are low you budget. in season five and y'all ain't they got no money? Budget. That's some bullshit. They actually cut our budget. Season that's five. Some they cut the amount of episodes. They cut our budget. Oh, that's they right. cut our days. They tried to get us to go down to seven day shoots. What? Yeah, and because of the... In the middle of COVID. Because of, no, then pandemic happened. Oh, that was before. It was before. Wow. And then the pandemic happened, <clears throat> and then they were like, oh, no, we can only shoot 10 hours a day. And so <laughs> the whole budget ballooned. But, oh, yeah. Wow. That's, that's, I mean, but that's part of But they were trying it. to get us to go down, and we lost a camera. and we oh. lost, I mean, like, all this kind of stuff got cut, and... I mean, and then we we had to deal with the fact that like, well, how do you deal with extras? How do you deal with all the stuff? And you know, like my the best compliment we got from our studio executive is like, I'm seeing your cuts, and I can't tell you're shooting during COVID. Hmm, and it awesome. was because our uh, cinematographer, our DP, was so smart about it. Mm. He's like, we're in a party sequence, long lens. It's going to look yep. like a bunch of people are yep. back there. And it did. Yep. And there weren't like nobody. There was nobody <laughs> That's there. That's what we have to do in an <laughs> independent like, world, stuff like it? that. Yeah, exactly. And he, he just started like doing, he also was like, he, ha- he would have, he would look at the director's shot list and he's like, cool, we can't do any of this. <laughs> but if we, maybe we can do that one cool shot that you have if we get right. everything else I done. I give you one direct, gimme. I know, and the director's just like, okay. I mean, there's like right. nothing the director what can, can do. do. He's like, well, we, well, right. well, you, well mean, that's, that's the thing too. It's like, you use the director come in and you have these, you, and you get some grand ideas. Mm-hmm. But then- You're always ambitious. Yeah, yeah. but, but yeah. The, the realities of the show, uh, you know, like, you know, like take over. And you're right. The DP has a lot of um, has a lot of control because mm-hmm. they're there more than the director. So and, and they know the yeah. crew and everything. So you just, so so you kind of have to feel comfortable with ceding your authority. You yeah, know, you really do. You what know? we did though, season five though, is because we knew it was going to be so difficult and it was going to be really challenging. This was even before COVID happened. Mm-hmm. We basically just hired the same <clears throat> like the same directors. We oh yeah, had yeah. The season That's before smart. they know it. We had two mm-hmm. two double ups. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it just we they know how to do the show. They right. get along with the actors. Everybody knows how to deal with them. That like they sense. know what the show looks like and. Um, that helps tremendously yeah. because they come in and are already know like okay I know what deficit we're at so yeah, yeah, I know exactly. I'm coming in with like exactly. knowing how to work with everybody yeah. so that was helpful because I guess the big thing is also is like is knowing how the actors work 
Yeah. there's a lot that you don't know. Well, actually, and it was really helpful for us because uh, Alisi Braga became executive producer. And mm-hmm. actually, the last season, she really, really helped us out a lot on mm. set. She really took on an EP title. Really? And she, yeah, she was like, it's taking too long to do ABCDFG. I think we should talk to makeup and hair about mm-hmm. fixing this problem. And she would call us. She goes, do, do you want me to handle it? And she would like, basically all right i like her she came yeah. in and she's like uh, or she would be like how can we fix this scene so we're not moving to another you know location on mm-hmm. the set can we do two scenes here like yeah, yeah can we simplify it that's, so she was coming awesome. in really trying to help time hmm. and anything she, that would like help us, do, she, tol- she totally <laughs> did it was amazing it was really great like she that. was she was great to work with like that mm-hmm. she's like i just want to help you guys i want to we want we need to make our days and be safe and and she was very conscious about the COVID protocol mm-hmm. and making sure that that person that was on set was treated well and treated mm. with respect and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that was good. Cause see, if you're number one on the call seat, you can make a lot of shit happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one else she can. has time to do all that. Yeah. <laughs> and learn her lines. Yeah. <laughs> I know. All right, so, all right, so much question. And still get the body tight in that no white shit, outfit. Right? Look, I mean, just fly. Ridiculous. Just give it a yeah. turn, <laughs> I know, I know. Okay, so, so you worked at comedy. How'd you make the transition to, to drama? Uh, through a dramedy. So I got on the oh, first season of Ugly, Ugly Betty. Betty. That's Ugly right. Betty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you have to write a one hour or did you use... I had a one hour, okay. like a, dra- a dramedy, one right. hour written. Um, and uh, so it wasn't that difficult of a transition because that show had a lot of comedy writers right. on it. Um, but then my whole... Well, it was one of those... I'm sorry to interrupt you. It was one of those ones they were saying was like, is it a comedy? Is it a... Yeah. It's a dramedy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a dramedy, yeah. No, no, but they, oh, they the hadn't time. really figured out that, they hadn't that really word. Figured out, yeah, at the time, because yeah. that was... Sorry to interrupt you. Early 2000s? Mid, it was 2005. Yeah, 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 yeah. A friend of mine directed on that show a lot. Uh, Jamie Babbitt? Yeah. yeah, Jamie's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I only did one season of that because, mm-hmm. hello, welcome to Hollywood. Yep. Hi, you guys won the Golden Globe and the Writers Guild new award. Uh, you're all fired. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what? They fired the whole staff? Pretty wow. much, not everybody. But there was a regime change yep. halfway through the season. The showrunner was fired. Uh, the co-EP was yep. promoted. Uh, and then the co-EP that was now the showrunner in the next season, he kept like, he brought in a couple people in the back nine and then just basically wanted to bring in his own people. So okay, yep. like more than half of the staff was let go, um, <clears throat> which sucked because I really liked that show. It was like the one show that like tonally for me was mm-hmm. right on the money. But it is what it is, and then I—that uh, was like my first, like, oh wow, this business. But you came crazy. off a hot show, so it probably helped you. To no, because didn't? I was massively tokenized by my agency, and I got two meetings off of Ugly Betty. Oh, she can write Latin stuff. I forgot. Right. We can only find that now. Oh, so God. I ended up on another Latin show. <laughs> <laughs> what show was this? It was this. Actually, it was great. Was it, was it, it Kane? Was, was it Kane? Oh, Jimmy yeah, yeah, Smith. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was yeah, Kane yeah, and Jimmy Smiths, and it was great because it was about a Cuban family. Mm-hmm. It took place in West Palm Beach, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. It was a soap." Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we were a victim of a couple things. One, the strike, and two is that that year that Nina Tassler was like, "We're going to put soaps on CBS," right. and everybody's like, "Nobody watches soaps on CBS." <laughs> yeah, that's an ABC show. Yeah, <laughs> so we we got canceled, and then um, I fired my agency. <laughs> what I love about all this, keep your thought. But what I love about all this is what I was said at the beginning: writers are hearing. All they see is you a showrunner. Yeah. They don't realize all those steps you went through and the falls and the ups and the backs. Well, yeah, and the- I mean, and I talk about this, and you know, I talked about this a lot right. earlier. It's like, I 
started out as a staff writer through the fellowship. Mm -hmm. Then I stayed staff writer for the mm. next season when they brought me back. And then I was a story editor. Mm. And then I didn't go back to George Lopez. I went to another show with the same production company who then asked me to go back to staff what? writer after I had already been a story editor. You're like, y'all tripping. We don't ever hear none of our white friends have this problem, do we? No. Very rarely you'll meet one or two. Yeah. Unless and, they're fucking and, up. And then <laughs> I repeated story editor what? on Ugly Betty. Wow. And uh, then I think I was, was I, I can't remember if I was a story editor again or an executive story editor on Kane. Mm. I think I was a story editor again. Wow. Yeah, I think I was. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. um, and then, um, so it, it's taken me a very long time to become a showrunner. <laughs> so that's about like six years of my life that right. I was in lower level positions while I watched other people just like zoom up in front of me. Like mm -hmm. I actually saw nice person, great guy, super talented, mm -hmm. nothing against him, but the assistant to the creator <clears throat> of Ugly Betty mm -hmm. became a showrunner before I did. Wow. Oh, I'm not surprised. It's just like watching <laughs> no. that happen yeah. mm -hmm. and watching other people that like would just blow after I'd been working for years, blow in, come in, having just maybe sold a couple pilots, mm -hmm. skipped all the way over all the lower levels because they sold a bunch of pilots. Mm -hmm. These are usually white men mm -hmm. uh, given a co-producer or, or, or a producer title on the show. Mm -hmm. And then like two years later, like. Running the show, you know what I no, mean, like I mean, stuff like no that. No experience just, in the room, coming right in and it's coming. Yeah, I'm like, it's like, it's, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah. I mean, there's a friend of mine. She's a black woman. She's black. She's a movie executive. She was working under Emma Watts at Fox mm -hmm. a couple of years ago, um, and her, you know, like you know, like direct colleague, is now running Paramount, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like. We were having dinner like a month ago, and I, and I wanted to say to her, that must fucking make you angry. And I was, I was going to say, how does that make you feel? Then I was like... We're so used to it, though. I mean, my, my thing was, I was like, I don't, that's a dumb question, because I know how she feels. Yeah. I know how she feels, because she's so fucking smart, and it's just like... To, and she was telling me uh, she was kind of like having to hold this guy's hand a little bit when they first got their <laughs> job and I was like and now he's running Paramount wow. it's unbelievable you know and, 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 and right now like she's out of a job mm. you know it's like fucked up because mm -hmm. that's the shit that happens that you don't um, and people don't remember they were helping you yeah no. and be like yo bitch come be my VP yeah. or something yeah. right? it's, it's crazy it's crazy. Wow. So crazy it's crazy wow yeah but I tell that because it's just what's well, not been an easy mm -hmm you know, rise for me. And, and then, you know, I, I love my agency. I'm still with the same agency since the, since the strike, but mm -hmm. you know, it's like, it was a lot of like, we need to fix this, this like uh, lower level Latino yes. thing that I'm, that's <clears throat> happening to me. So I was like, I need you to put me on the whitest show on television. And so he got me a job on 90210. <laughs> yeah, the reboot of 90210. And I was like, yes, <laughs> this is the show I yes, need to be on. Yes. But then I got stuck, and then the next thing you know, I'm writing on, like, cop shows. I mean, because mm -hmm. there was that whole period in, like, the mid-2000s where, like, Things every, started going darker. Everything, and everything was procedural. Like, right. everything or it was, like, a character-driven mm -hmm. procedural or procedural. The shield and, and all like, those yeah, things. Yeah, and so I did that stint of, like, in plain sight, mm -hmm. the glades, lie to mm -hmm. me, like, that little period. Mm -hmm. and, and so I got... Um, which was actually really great because I actually think procedurals are a really great learning experience. I agree. They really help you hone down plot. 
and really make you understand how to break a story. So yeah. it was really helpful. I learned a lot. I from think some that. of the first specs I wrote were like cold case and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, it's in the really day. helpful. Yeah. It's really really helpful. You realize it helps you learn the puzzle that mm-hmm. is making a story. Um, and then uh, you know I I ended up on uh, Queen of the South. Mm. And then uh, what when, level were you by the time you got I was, there? I was uh, oh before Queen of the South I was on the Night Shift, which was a medical show. Oh, I did yeah. that for. I just like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a fun, fun show. Mm-hmm. Uh, my bosses were really great. They mm-hmm. were really sweet. Um, it was a good experience. I was like a co-number two on that mm-hmm. show. And um, then, um, they, but they would always wait till like the last minute to pick up the show. You know <laughs> what I mean? Shit, it was like, is, it was like the most stressful <laughs> thing in the world. So I was like, I got to go and get a <laughs> right. job. I'm not waiting. To let. <laughs> so I ended up going on, um, on Queen as the number two okay. on the show of season two and season two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when Natalie Chaidez decided to leave after season three, they asked if I would stay. So and that's how you got moving on. Up. That's how I moved on up. <laughs> it only took me, I think, like eighteen years. <laughs> By the way, isn't that normal? Yeah. That's not the normal to no, no. no, I was telling someone. I was telling you, someone I saw the other day. I saw this thing on. This is last year. This guy was like trying to give a pep talk on Twitter about how oh, you can do it. You can do it. He's like, I came out here and I was forty-eight, and now I'm running the show at fifty-two. Oh, I saw that. And they were like, but you're white. This exactly. was you're a white Boom. guy. You're Boom. a white guy. You can do it in four years right. because they're because <clears throat> they're giving you the benefit of the doubt on every opportunity. Whereas they're never giving anybody else the benefit of the doubt. They're like, you really gotta I mean this, this was so uh, from my experience because I know I mean it's that it's that I'm sorry I'm gonna interrupt you, but it's that Game of Thrones story that they literally straight up were like Benioff and Weiss were like, we didn't know what we were doing. And yeah, they gave yeah. us more money. And to reshoot re- it. If that was my ass, to I would have re- been fired so fired. fucking fast. Like, so fucking fast. But, we, but, but the thing is, they we, fucked up saying mm-hmm. that. Because the they, they said that on a Saturday night at Austin. And on Monday, they got their deal yanked from Lucasfilm. Because exactly. they were like, oh, so y'all lied so right. we all lied about that because so <laughs> in their mind they're like it's Kathy Kennedy so I'd be like well, I know y'all lied to us about this they, so y'all gotta go well they also the last season was terrible yeah. oh fucking awful I can't believe how many people on Twitter were like I hope they don't Game of Thrones Queen of the <laughs> South and I'm like no we're not gonna Game of Thrones Queen of the South everybody calm down <laughs> like, when, I, when I first came here six years ago they were downstairs oh really office, before they moved into their big office well, excuse um, me. Oh, okay, I, let me say this one thing so I always say this thing, and we say it on the Committee of Black Writers. They give white people, particularly men, um, they give them a chance based on their potential. That's they crazy. give us a chance based on our resume. Like it has to be like in red. They did this. Oh, they did it. Okay. Not, can they, I think they could possibly do this. They don't think that way. They're like... You haven't done this yet. Like, bitch, I've been doing it out there on a whole nother scale doing whatever. What are you talking well, about? No, but, but, but here's the thing. I was with <clears> some <throat> of the, 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 the guy was saying that um, there's a lot of things that that you don't have the experience of. Yes. But once you have the experience of doing it, then you're like, do, do, do I want to do that again? Do I really want to do it? You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 like. You want to do something because you haven't done the experience, you mm-hmm. know, like like it's like, hey, I want to run a show. You mm-hmm. know, I feel I can do mm-hmm. it because I've because I've been number two a couple of times mm-hmm. of the So I, I know what the whole game is. And it's like, OK, so I so let me like test myself 
by doing that, you know? I mean, I mean, in your head, that's what you're thinking. I'm going to test myself to run this show because I've been number <clears> two. <throat> I know what the, like the politics are. I know right. how to write. I know how to run the room. I know how to deal with people on set because I've been a, because I've done I've been in charge of right. that. And it, it, I just haven't had the that one title. So right. so 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 give me that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing where it's like, okay, now that I've done it, I should be able to do a lot more. Like mm-hmm. like to me, it's like you know, because the crazy thing in our show was when we did, like on season two when we had two co show like like two there were two showrunners. There's one guy he was co- he was doing two shows, <laughs> and I was like, oh well, he can because they expect him to be able to do two shows. Right. You know, he can he he does ours in the morning, he does their show in the afternoon. Mm. You know, and it's like, and I feel like that's where it's like you need to be able to ask for more and get it once you've done something. You know. Yeah, but it doesn't I mean, happen. Did you like wait for it? But no, no, no. But I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, like in the perfect world, that's what should happen. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't happen for, for you know, for people of color. They're like, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. She's never run a show so before. So or you, you know what happened? They're like, ah, you want, you know, your show was. It wasn't premium cables. I don't know if we can give you the premium cable show. I mean, like, there could, there could be that kind of bullshit. You no, know? there is that kind of bullshit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because you know, because because it's like it's no different. It's literally. It's it happens a lot with like if you've never done genre. Oh, she's never done genre. Yes. And I'm like, it's storytelling. It's all storytelling. Yes. It's all storytelling. I'll find someone who knows your yes. Somebody can figure someone. out that yes. stuff. You know, you're yes. you, if you're a smart person, you hire the right people. You know, it's just, that part. Yeah. Let me let me talk to you a little bit about because you and I are in somewhat of the same predicament where we're doing all these you know we get these pitches and these if come deals and these things like right. that. <clears throat> I finally told my agent. I told Chris two weeks ago. Okay, I'm done. Put me back on the show. Yeah. So like I got a huge meeting tomorrow, right? Yeah. And I the the problem that I'm having is because I have all this experience in the indie world, Mm -hmm. but in network world, they're like, oh, you've only done these things. And I'm like, when I'm on shows, people are like, why isn't this guy running things? Why isn't he whatever? And I'm like, because I do when I'm not here. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? How do I have all this? Because I do this when I'm not here. Right. You know what I mean? And so where I'm saying that, but now I have to like, it's been difficult for me because I have to get my mind back into, you know they're going to offer you this. Yeah. Take it and just roll. <laughs> you know what I mean? Roll as I say, roll in that lane that you know you can do and just do what you need to do. And 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 we were talking last week, I think it was about ego. Sometimes it's your ego going, you know, <laughs> you're gonna take that little whatever, blah, 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 you're worth this and you're worth that. And then your your spiritual whatever it is is telling you, just fucking take the thing and then you do the thing that's whatever, blah, 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 blah. And so I'm dealing with that right now of like, fuck, I know they're going to offer me this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. I'm going through that right now. I mean, I got off of Queen of the South. I was a showrunner. Mm-hmm. And the first two offers off of that were to be a number two mm. on somebody else's show, right. two other shows. Right. And then I finally got a showrunning offer and it was to do a bake-off. <laughs> It was like three, they were going to take three showrunners with their idea of season four of this show and take it to the network and see who wins. And I was like. For free. You had to go in and do that, right? Yeah. And I'm like, so I'm going through this. And, and, you know, I went and had a meeting with an overall department Mm -hmm. at a streamer because they were like, maybe I can get an overall here. And then I have this great meeting. And then my agent tells me, well, you're not one of the three people they're going to give show, you know, an overall to. And then like. 
three weeks later, you find out one of the overalls is to a huge movie star. Right. That's like exactly. has a production company. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. So you're sort of you can't, like, you can't compete with no, that. No, so your ego totally takes a hit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and it's hard, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but everybody has their own path. I mean, I feel like you, Hilliard. It's like I'm out right now trying to hustle, trying to sell my own shit. Right. And I told my agent, look, if I don't sell anything by the end of the year, I got to take a job. Yeah. And maybe that job is going to be a number two and that's going to suck because I feel right. like I'm going backwards. Mm-hmm. Or, But... I have to work and I and I lo- love writing and I love being on a TV show and I love, mm-hmm. you know, all that. I don't want to just sit on my butt yeah. all the time, but it's tough. The ego part is really, really hard. In my mind, I'm like, I should be show running. Exactly. I can you show run two shows. Yeah, yeah. Why not? You know what I mean? Like this <laughs> exactly. person, the Chris person, I'll do it. <laughs> exactly. but, but it's, you know, it's, the 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 truck has not shown up and uh, given me the red carpet quite yet. You know, you think it would, but you would think it would. Yeah, it's the businesses. And your show, especially being the procedural type of show that it was, yeah, fits in so in many a lot of categories. I'm like. Yeah. Y'all talking about y'all need more Latinx well, show? And not, and I'm not like, only really? That, our show had a little bit of a reputation for being a difficult place. Okay. And it stopped being that. All right. There you go. When I took over the show. Right. There you go. You know. So that means she can do what? She can manage. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's mean? just, it is, well, you know. I, I think that's the thing that a lot of people don't realize is, and I think executives don't realize this either, is like how much of the, how much of the management of the production show it has to be supervising mm-hmm. as well as doing the creative stuff. And, yeah, but it, you know, I got to tell you, my attitude about that is, yes, you have to manage all these people, but also please delegate and please mm. trust the people that run your departments. That part. I don't need to see every scarf that that character's wearing Ooh, yeah. in that right. yeah. in that scene. Don't right. send me these pictures. Yeah. Do you like it? Is it nice? Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you well, know well, what no, I mean? No, no, no. It's you're, like you're, the, you're the dream. Like, you're the dream. There really yeah. is like that's why I hired you. Right. That's, yeah, why, that's I hired why I hired you. you. I hired my, you my from issue, your eye. My mm-hmm. my issue is that like I I'm. I'm just not a control freak like that. Do That's you know right. what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's just sort of like if I've hired you people to do your jobs and I think you're super talented, then I'm going to trust you to do your jobs. And maybe I'll have a note here and there. Maybe I'll want to change mm-hmm. something here and there. Maybe that not might not work. But in general... That's why the job is very hard, but it doesn't have to be this all-consuming, your life is over, mm-hmm. tyrannical, I'm psycho job. You know no, what no, I mean? no. I, like, I, I, I'm a I, benevolent <clears throat> dictator. Yeah, I, I get it. I, I totally get it. You, 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 know? you have to. It's this, like, I, I tell people this all the time and like when I'm directing stuff. I'm, I'm like, look, I, I've, like, I meet the cinematographer or the person designer. I say... I want to empower you. Yeah. I don't want to hear about everything. I, I looked at your work. I love what you're doing. As long as I've set the tone with you about what I want. Yes. Then right. I can, you know, the thing I want to do is to leave you to your own devices. Of course. And if there's a problem, come yeah. talk to me. Yeah. There's That's no problem. I'm trusting you. Mm-hmm. And that trust is the thing that I think is difficult for people to build. But if you have it with people, that's the gold, you know? Yeah. I My attitude also on top of that is... Um, that you should never pretend that you know everything. I think a lot of totally um, people in power do that because they think that it's a weakness if they show that they don't know things. And I think it's the opposite. I think I when you show to people that you don't know everything <clears throat> and that you have something to learn from them, um, actually people are more invested in your success mm-hmm. because they have a say and they have, um, they have a part in your success. So people work harder for you. 
that's, 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 that's totally my experience. That's a great point. Totally agree. The thing is, is that they know, you know, like, say it's your makeup people, maybe it's your practice designer, whoever it is, they know that they're, that, that like you're giving them so much more authority. Yeah. And they've, and prob- and most shows are not going to get it, you know? So if you're saying, hey, mm-hmm. You know, I want to rise you up because I, you know, like don't want to manage all this stuff. They love that, and they're gonna like love you. They're for, gonna try really yeah. hard not to fuck up because yeah. it goes back to it's like, what's worse, telling uh, somebody like, "I'm really mad at you" or "I'm really disappointed in you." Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. like it's worse to say you're disappointed <clears throat> right. in somebody. So I feel like then you have a crew and a cast and writers that everybody's like, well, I don't want to disappoint Daylin because that would suck. You know, I I want her to be happy and Mm -hmm. we want her to succeed because it would suck if she got fired because then they'd stick us with some asshole. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If you you just go like, you guys don't want me fired. Trust me. You know, because there's bullshit people. There's bullshit Remember last year? You don't want that shit. You don't want me fired. <laughs> well, let's talk about that right quick. So, what are what are some things? Maybe I'm thinking for my own self. To be yeah. honest with you, what are some things you look for when you are doing your interviews for writers? Like what what stands out to you that makes you remember them, or are you already set? Like I, I'm looking for a writer that does this, or do you are you trying to come with a blank canvas? No, I I, I think it depends. Like for me, this was a show that I didn't create, right. so it was my first time hiring <clears throat> a staff and we were about to reboot the show so we were very curious when we were bringing in people to interview what they didn't like mm. because about the show yeah oh really because we were about to sort of change locations okay. we were we I, if, if you see season from season three to season four there's a market difference between right. the two seasons a lot of it's visual mm-hmm. but a lot of it is the storytelling um and so we would ask people what what would you change what are your favorite things we would we would preface it with like there are things we're we're moving to another location. Mm-hmm. These are sort of the this is the direction we're going in. What were the things you didn't like? What do you think worked and what didn't work because of that? Okay. So we were very open to hearing negative stuff because okay. we we were about to reboot the show right. in, in essence. So um, I really look for people that are just really honest mm-hmm. and not trying to butter up my ego or right. any of that stuff. That's not interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I want people to just feel like they can be honest and. You know, um, when we was that, inter- was that I'm sorry, was that Lindelof who did that on his last show, the 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 Watchmen, last, the Watchmen where he's like, the, everybody I hired were people who had like questions for me like that, where they were like, well, I'm not really sure about this thing you're gonna yeah. do. Oh yeah, it oh, was something oh, like. That. Oh, he was saying <clears throat> he was saying that people who told him because they read the pilot and they knew about the Tulsa massacre. Yeah, and he's like people who were like, oh my god, dude, great, great, great. So he was like, no. Because people who hire were like, I don't know if you can handle this, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a lot you're trying to do. Right. And he was, like, he was like, I want you because you'll keep me in check. Right. Yeah. You know, well, when we hired, in our wheel, I just liked people that, yes, they could keep me in check. Two, there's also, this is my famous quote, I always say this. It's like, uh, getting a writer's room together is like um, hiring for the longest Thanksgiving dinner of your life. So it's I love like it. basically That's a t-shirt. everybody has to, so you need a drunk uncle, you need a, you know what I mean? You need Who's like. bringing the cranberry sauce? <laughs> cranberry all this shit. sauce yeah. Like, you know, somebody's just gonna like bring their inappropriate girlfriend, mm-hmm. like, you know, stuff like that. You need a mix of all those. Yeah. You really, it's, I always tell people that like you have, 
you maybe didn't get the job not because they didn't like you but because maybe you weren't the right fit in the room because mm-hmm. somebody else is too similar to you as a writer mm-hmm. or too similar to you personality wise mm-hmm. do you know what i mean like yep. you want maybe a quiet person in the room that is great on the page but mm-hmm. doesn't isn't a blabbermouth right, right? right and then you want to mix it up because mm-hmm. you don't want like 10 people screaming at each other for sure, for sure. so that's one thing but when i interviewed um the person we hired as our uh, staff writer for season four, she'd never worked before. She'd just come out of an MFA program and we really loved her script. Mm-hmm. And I straight up asked her, I was like, what scares you the most mm. about being in the room? Mm. And she said, failing. And I said, cool. She was honest. We hired her. Mm. Right. <laughs> you know, right. I was like, great. Mm-hmm. Sure. No, mm-hmm. well, I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean it's, just, it's an interesting thing you say that because you can't hide anything in the writer's room about who you are. No, you not know? really. So, it comes so, out one way or yeah, the other. Always so, it always right. somehow comes out, even right. though like, you're trying you try to it, put on a facade. Something will happen or, or, or yeah. somebody will pitch something that will be like um, a little off. Mm-hmm. And you're like, hold on a minute. <laughs> See what really happened. Exactly. Because right. I, I remember there was, a, there, was a, there, was a, there was a scene in what we're doing this current season and someone is like getting drugs who's a former addict and they they take it and it was all oh, it's a ruse mm-hmm. they just like they take it and they throw it away i was like guys no they're gonna <laughs> look at that and hold that for a second and go i could take it I, yeah I I, I I i could mm-hmm. and then it's a I battle. Can hide this it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a battle to throw it away and they right. were like how much cocaine have you done chris <laughs> how much, so we're talking space cocaine and i was like hold on a minute guys i'm just telling you what i what i feel you're like but, what i heard but, but, I, yeah. <laughs> but they know they know they, because you see things like that or you say stuff you know like the thing that i um I make inappropriate like humor jokes all the time <laughs> in the room. I mean, just like you know, just things will happen. Look, okay, like just the other day we were on the phone. <laughs> Pay like, attention, Dale. Yeah, Pay so attention. we were on the phone. <laughs> not, not we were on the phone. We were, we, were, we were in the room, and the showrunner got a call, and there was two actresses who um, both are bald, mm-hmm. and uh, and. Um, and, and we and we are, we preface this, and we already had a conversation earlier about if we should have if it, like if we should have someone be black in the room, and they were like, should we call them African American or we call them black, right? Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of a running thing, and and so Terry, and so he says something really fast, and he said, "Do we wigger?" Right, <laughs> really, and and so <laughs> I said, "Did you just say that?" And everyone thought. And, and he looked at me like I said wigger, not the N-word. <laughs> right. And I was like, no, no, no. And I waited. I said, no, no, that's not what I was saying. What I said it was, did you say wigger? Mm-hmm. And they were like, and people in the room were like, what is that? And I was like, y'all know what a wigger is. You know, know what that is. Y'all know what a wigger is. You know. Come on. Now, the thing is, my boss, <laughs> right. my boss, he started laughing. He's right. like, oh, I thought you said, because he, he knew right. the mistake that I made, you yeah. know. Um, but there was this, the, but the story editor, she's like 25. She mm. was like, I never heard this word before. <laughs> and she had to look it up on, and, and, I, and she, as soon as she looked it up on the Wikipedia, on the internet, she started laughing. That's but hilarious. It was, but that was a joke that like, you know, I didn't have to say anything, you mm. know. I just was listening and I said, wait a minute. Just, 
<laughs> but it was like, but, but that's kind of an inappropriate yeah. joke, right. you know? So. Sometimes it happens. What are you going to do? Yeah. It's the writer's room. Yeah. Shit happens. It's, it happens, you know? I, I'm sure I would have called that out, too. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, because... Yeah. I can't but, help it. But they thought, they thought, <laughs> they thought, Taylor looked at me like, did you say this? I was like, hold on, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't think you said that. I don't think <laughs> it's a hard checking. W. It's a hard yeah, W. It's a hard w. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing mm-hmm. and, and, the, and we were at a really tense moment in the room and it's like and you got that call and it's like that's the kind of I mean I tend to do that to kind of keep everyone laughing right. and I can when I know this tense because it gets really <laughs> tense you know and you're yeah the like, room can get tense you know what, a lot of things you know so, you know, so it's just I believe in breaks <laughs> yeah. yeah but you were saying I forget I don't even know if it was Lindelof was one of them was telling you about um the, the 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 advice they gave you about the two or three things that you could do. Oh, Stephen Gord. Uh, yeah. So, so so we're gonna get he's, on. He's name dropping again. He's named. So. He's been name dropping quite yeah. a bit. So um, so right I know get, no one. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 when I got on staff, I gave him a call. I said I got on the show. I just want to get your thoughts about some things, and I'm like concerned because it's on Zoom, and it's like my first thing, and I don't know like the protocol, and I'm just I just want to get a grasp on you know what should I be doing, you know? Because mm-hmm. I said, look, was, my plan is, I just want to say one thing that sticks every day mm-hmm. if I can. I'm not going to speak just to be speaking stuff, but it's yeah. like I just want to say, can, yeah. can I do one? And then you know <laughs> just kind of time it. And a lot of times I got a cool idea to say, and then someone else says it, and you're like, well, that's cool. So you mm-hmm. got to like really be smart. And he was like, look. There's two types of writers. There's the writers who are great in the room, and there's writers who are great in the page. You don't have to be both, you know. I completely agree with that. You, you know, you, yeah. I mean, if, if you, you can be in the room and listen and chime in, whatever, and just like and just delivered a great draft. Right. And 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 I would st- say there's yeah. a third too, and there are writers that are great on set. Um, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, there really yeah, are some writers. It's, it's like my favorite place to be. Yeah. I love running a set. Well. Um, and my point is not everybody yeah, is all those three. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And, he, and, he, and, he, and his, his whole point was you don't have to be everything. Yeah. Like, find where you can really excel and do that. Because mm-hmm. he was like, don't be talking just to be talking. Because you want to like, because you want to try to. Because uh, uh, your woman said she was afraid of failing. It's like you get in the room and the people who are upper level, they know how to pitch their ideas very quickly and 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 have it and i mean it's not but in a way that is clear to everybody Mm -hmm. and if you've not done it you don't know how to do that unfortunately she was given terrible advice by her mfa program Uh because she started on the show and was silent as a rock oh boy and one day i finally like had one of these like I'm in the bathroom she's in the bathroom I'm like hey girl I'm like trying not to be a showrunner I'm like um just wondering how things are going and she's like it's great everything's great I was like so has somebody told you not to talk in the writer's room and she said yeah my M- MFA program wow, said staff idiot. writers don't speak what don't pitch idiot. and I was like holy what shit I literally freaked out i was like no that's not true at all we hired you to hear your opinion mm-hmm. granted don't like talk all day long mm-hmm. and you know participate in the room but yeah. participate yeah. find pitch when you really feel like you have something to say mm-hmm. we don't want you just sit silent in the mm-hmm. room and she goes oh oh okay i didn't know that <laughs> well no well because well, it's like you said they don't take the people in the, the schooling doesn't teach you they didn't teach you about these little who said that to th- her these, well i mean that's crazy i've heard people say i've that. heard people say I've, that i've heard too. people say that like yeah. at the writers guild people get mm-hmm. new things they're like oh like they, they there's a there's i think there's still that kind of 
I think it depends on the. It's an old school way of thinking. Yeah, yeah, there is. But but my, but the thing that that my boss told me was is and a, lot, a lot of people have said this. I hired you because I want to hear you. <laughs> That's right. I don't want you to sit there and just like collect a check, you know. Because the thing is, a staff writer, you might not get an episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so you just can't just sit there. Look, and we had it. We had a co-producer on the show. Eventually, I think by the end of supervising producer, it was pretty quiet. He's pretty hmm. quiet in the room. But those drafts, mm-hmm. <laughs> those outlines, that's important. You yeah. know <clears throat> what I mean? Cool. That's important. <laughs> you know, every once in a while he'd say something, mm-hmm. but in general, like that's that's him. He was great on the page. He wrote great outlines. He, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like it goes back to what we originally were saying. It's like a little bit of everything. Yeah. And yeah. I think that David Goyer was right when he said that to you, hundred percent. You know. So, like you said, we could talk to you all day about, you know, yeah. show running and all that, but we are in a time. Yeah. You know, we have an election going yeah. on. Um, I did get cleared that it's okay because this isn't officially Writers Guild that we can at least yes. talk about it. Yeah. I don't have to necessarily say which way I voted. Voted for you. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, let's get into that a little bit. What made you decide to um, go up for the for the board this time? Um. For the Writers Guild West, by the way. For the Writers Guild West. So, uh, because it scares the shit out of me, and every time I do something that scares the shit out of me, it ends up being rewarding, and Mm. I'm happy I've done it. Right. Well, everybody I know voted me, by the way. Um, Uh, (laughs) And I know everybody. Thank you. This this, this I'll tell you, because I ran for the board, I don't know, five years, six six years ago? It was a while ago, yeah. yeah. um, You get to meet so many people. Yeah. So just so just like all these people mm-hmm. I'm name dropping is because I met them when I was running. <laughs> exactly. You know, and I made the point to like stay in touch with them because they all were like call me or you know, yeah. blah, blah because they all and I and at the t- I'm as young writer at the time you know so it was mm-hmm. a great to be able to talk with them you know but I just feel like there was and I had that fear I was like what the fuck am I gonna say like mm-hmm. you know like like how do I even know what's important to people you know in the guild because I haven't right. been in it enough to know. Um, so yeah, so I, I so I think it'd be great for you just to be yeah it's, to do it. It scares know? me, and I uh, and it, but at the same time, like I really I love writers, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, I really feel like I can be a voice for underrepresented writers, especially Latinx writers. Mm-hmm. I also it's like I always <clears throat> go back to I'm going to tell a really stupid tell anecdote. It, tell it. So when I was on the night shift. Um, it was in the middle of the Sony hack. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, okay. So all of the, uh, they were having all these problems with their computers. They basically shut down the whole computer system. Mm-hmm. So like the accounting department had like one computer that everybody, <laughs> supposedly that everybody was working on. We'd started the show as a Sony produced show and we weren't getting paid. Ooh. And we were like now way in and Ooh. people weren't getting paid. And I was just getting madder and madder <laughs> and madder about this. And I was just getting angry. And I would call my agent and talk to the assistant. And I'm like, where's the money? Where's mm-hmm. the money? And they were like, well, they're having this problem. I said, no, no, no. I don't think you understand. And this is where you're going to learn something about me. Mm-hmm. So my dad uh, was in the Cuban mafia. Mm. And well, tell the truth now. Tell them now. So my dad was in the Cuban mafia. Don't fuck with my money. <laughs> so I literally, I literally got so fucking mad that I I got on the I, I was talking to the the script coordinator and I said, I'm not yelling at you, but this is what I want you to say. I want you to call the accounting department and you can go in with my my agent's assistant and say, 
<clears throat> you have to pay the writers by the end of the week. Mm. Daylin is going to call the guild and report everyone <laughs> and get you guys to pay interest on all of this money. Mm. I was so insanely mad. Mm. I said, and I said, I don't give a fuck. You can say, where the fuck is the money? You can say that. <laughs> I don't care. I was so fucking mad. Yeah. And that's always me. I'm always like, I call my agent. I'm like, where the fuck is the money? <laughs> I, 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 I get so fucking pissed off. Because, <laughs> because, like, because where is my fucking yeah. money? Because right. so, like, they hold it for, I mean, they, and oh, me too. Yeah. Me my, too. my point is that like, I want people in the guild to know I will try and get them their fucking money. Right. Like that's good. what I'm like. That's good enough. Like, I that's want enough. to. I want us to get paid. Right. Like I know all this diversity stuff is really important, mm -hmm. and I I'm that's my number one priority is DNI stuff. But at the end of the day, I support all of you because I want you all to get paid. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, Facts. And we did the same thing in Queen of the South. We mm -hmm. filed for late fees. We got my, I'm like, I just don't mess around with that. Like, it's not fair. Mm -hmm. Everybody else is getting a paycheck. We started work. Give us our money. These late payments are insane. And I just got, I know it's there's, crazy that I went bananas, but I oh really no, got there's, mad. There's I something like, I did. <laughs> there's <laughs> something I, there's people, uh, uh, people are afraid to, uh, are afraid to get that interest. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> like y'all need to come up with that money. I mean, nobody's blacklisting you for no. that. That's all coming out of the accounting department. Right. Like executives don't know that they're right. paying you late and stuff. Right. Nobody's gonna blackball you for not saying like I want my money. Mm -hmm. But really, I I grew up in like don't fuck with my money. Like that's how I grew up because I grew up with my dad that was like <laughs> <laughs> like We're, that. So as you know, there's all these initiatives happening at the Writers Guild. Yeah, <clears throat> one of the things I've been fighting for for years is. There's something, you know this from being a showrunner yourself, some reason you get on a show, for some reason, like, sometimes a month in or so, like, people haven't been paid yet. Oh, no. And, like, all that shit on like Ugly that. Ugly Betty, I think I wasn't paid <clears throat> for, like, four months. It's crazy. <laughs> so, what I, I remember my first, my first day on, 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 on the show that I was on, I walked into the room with all the staff writers, and I gathered them. I said, look, luckily, in ours, because it makes it so organized, <clears throat> we came into our offices in our contracts are like sitting on our desk yep right which is the way it should be so i was like fill them out tell the script coordinator make a copy whatever you need to do send it to your agent and send it to the guild now otherwise you're going to be sitting here for a while one of them was like oh my agent over at such and such to do it i was like okay three months later because we all we were, we were sitting there like this everybody <laughs> else didn't have their shit together do it day one. As yeah. soon as you get it, day one. Day one. I know it's not necessarily the same thing you were talking about. No, but, but it's. Yes. But, it, but yes. But he, yeah. I, I think the thing is this. I think the thing is is that a lot of people, <clears throat> they they're like, I don't say embarrassed, but they have some weird, just a weird sense of guilt when they have the job. That they don't like, they're not going to ask for the money. Oh, we need to get over that. You shit. know, and I, I'm writers so have so many hangups. Like yeah, it's totally like, oh my god, I'm so happy. Is I think yep. they think that the executives, everyone's going to know <clears> that you were like that, that, that you're banging your food plate. Like, where's my money at? It's like no motherfucker. That is. Well, like, everybody's afraid they're going to be fired. 
Exactly. You know? But it's like she said, it is the accounting department and business affairs. It's got nothing to do with anyone who's actually going to hire you. Mm-hmm. Unless you really fuck up at business affairs is like, and you black, you're black, and there's a flag by your name at business affairs, but you really got to fuck up. But then you really got to fuck, fuck up. up. You, you really like, have to have fucked up. You kick someone's dog. Yeah, you shit. know. Or like, file some lawsuit yeah, for someone. Like, it's no, right, exactly. this it's, like, we not gonna, uh-uh. it's our money, and <laughs> we need to get paid when it's our money. It's just on time. On time. That's how it is. And you're right, though. We also have to deal with the fact, well, some people, you know, you go through your agent and then they pay you and then you're waiting for them because it's got to go through their fucking well, system. Well, the good news with my agent is because it's a smaller agency. Okay. They've always been on top of trying That's to get good. me paid on time. But yeah. when I was at a larger agency, it was like crickets. It's like, oh, your paltry story editor money? <laughs> right. We don't need that 10%. <laughs> Why do we care? Oh, shit, good luck. We got to get a job. You're like, what the shit, fuck? <laughs> Unless it's like paying us 25K a week, exactly. we don't care. Yeah. But exactly. but to your point, like that's that's to get back to because I please vote for me. Um, you <laughs> All know, you Writers Guild members. <laughs> it's I, I I don't want people to think that I'm just there to only work for you know writers that are of color mm-hmm. in, in the union. I right. want to uplift everyone. Sure. I mean, I was my really what was eye opening to me was being in the negotiating committee for the first time mm-hmm. when they asked me to do that. It is hard, man. Those people are terrible. <laughs> and I learned a lot. And I was like, oh, shit. Our guild gets has to go through a lot of terrible shit. And, yes. and it was terrible because it was on Zoom and it was during the pandemic mm-hmm. and we didn't have leverage because what well, we were going to be the, the union that was striking right. in the middle of a pandemic. I don't think so. So like we had all this ambitious stuff that mm-hmm. we wanted for screenwriters, for comedy variety, for for teams we mm-hmm. had all this stuff and slowly but surely was just like pulling everything off yeah. the table to be able to get anything done you know um i i still think that we it, it, that this union is so powerful that we have more leverage than other places right. and i feel like the the next the next contract is going to be really hard and and but, we need we need and that's exactly what i was going to say sorry to interrupt you is is that's why we need people like you in there is we need somebody with a voice who isn't afraid to say. Yeah. But but also, I, I forgot about that too on Negotiating Committee <laughs> last year, is that you have been in the hardest trench for us, you know, which is that. And so I feel like that's like, um, uh, that, that's experience you have that is, uh, most, people on the, most people on the board probably don't have that. You know, so I think that's helpful, you know. Yeah, I mean, in defense of the board, there are quite a few that were on the... Well, yeah, the, yeah there are, there are. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, but... I think that... 16, is it 16 people on the board? 16 members, is that what it is? Is it eight? Why don't I think it's, I think it's 16. No, it's oh, 16. Yeah, 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 16, yeah. okay. Um, I, know, I was thinking 14 for some reason. Yeah, no, it's 16. I, I, you know, I... I mean, I'm crazy for running for the board. I don't know. I'm, it's bananas. But like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of work, isn't it's, it? It's a lot of work, but I... And it's also crazy because, like, you know, I'm not like a socialist, <laughs> and I'm in a union, and exactly. I'm like really hardcore. But you're ex-Cuban you know mafia I mean? child. So, uh, <laughs> but like, but I, I know, right? Uh, but, but like, big stick. Don't fuck around. No, but don't fuck around. No, I just feel like. Um, I'm definitely a voice that's not on the board, mm-hmm. you know. And I was very honored when David Goodman called me and asked me if I would run, and 
so you get that phone call and you're like, oh no. <laughs> hi, I, hi, it's David Goodman, the president of the Writers Guild. Like, who the fuck? <laughs> David Goodman is calling me. And like, I, I hung up the phone. I looked at my husband. I'm like, oh, this motherfucker's going to ask me to run for the board. <laughs> I just like felt it in my bones. Hilarious. And I thought about it. And like I said, it really scared me. But at the same time, it excited me. And I. And I think that's some really smart, great people on the board mm-hmm. that are also incumbents that are running again. Mm-hmm. And um, and I I I'm just excited um, for the possibility to help my fellow right. you know writers, my right. peers, you know, just I, coming in with a new uh, point of view. I just want people in there who have a voice. I want people who's not afraid to speak up and not afraid to you know speak up for us in all ways. You know, <clears throat> and I like that. Your other part of your pitch is, yes, people see me, you know, I'm Latinx, and I speak for us. But I also speak for you because I want you to get your fucking money. Yeah. <laughs> you know That's what I mean? That's right. That's some real shit. That's right. I like that. Well, you I know, like I mean, like, I meant to send David an email the other day because I was like, dude, I know you don't want to run again. Because you went through some oh, no. bullshit. Oh, no. He's so turn. done. <laughs> I don't think he could. I think he's turned yeah, out. Yeah, I think he's turned out. But also, I don't but think he's going to run again. He wasn't. Because everything yeah. he went through. I've been in meetings with him. He's just like, oh, I'm so done with this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just, just, the screaming. I remember I was talking with him and Chris Kaiser like after all this stuff with the, with the agencies got mm. you know, settled. And he was like, Chris was like, I can't believe the shit I hear from Purple. And then we won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and then we won. And then it's like you motherfuckers are screaming at me, and we won. And mm-hmm. he and he got and, and he, they got no apologies from anybody. No, I'm sure. Which yeah. is fucking criminal. Yeah, a lot of people you didn't know. go back to their reps because the reps, you know, were going in on them and all kind of different things like that too. You know, I was really I lucked out with my rep. My rep was like hitting me in between, going, "How are you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Still love you? Yeah, <laughs> like me too. Still and, doing and, all I, that. and I was on a and I was on a, <clears throat> a showverall. I love that name. And so I was still developing and doing something, so I still had to talk to my. I mean, it was oh, stuff right. that was pre all yes. this, and I was yes. on Queen, so I would talk to him every once in a while. But my lawyer really stepped up for me and like right. dealt with stuff. But I lucked out because it was a smaller agency. But um, but they even I thought they were going to be one of the first people to sign, and they didn't. You know, I mean mm-hmm. that 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 packaging money, mm-hmm. even if it's just like a couple shows. Mm-hmm. Makes a difference. It's covering, it's covering, covering my lot. third house because <laughs> that's why I have a third house. I mean, I really, really understood how bad that shit was when mm-hmm. I took over show running Queen of the South and mm-hmm. I saw this $35,000 yep. going to an agency. Every episode. Yep. That was higher than my music yep. budget Crazy. on the show. And not one writer, director, actor was represented by that agency. What? The only people that were represented on the show by that agency were the creators of the uh, show that were no longer involved in the show. And the creators were getting less than a quarter of what the agency was getting per as episode. A, as a and they had to split it because they were partners. Yeah. Wow. So they were making this gigantic sum of money off of our budget mm-hmm. and not and there were no they didn't there was not one writer when we came on in season four, there was not one writer from that agency. Wow. On our show, Crazy. not one, and they we called and we're like, "Do you guys want to submit writers to your show?" <laughs> and they're like, "Oh yeah!" And then they finally submitted some people. And we're like, "We're we were done staffing." Wow! Not one director from that show that crazy. submitted to us. From that. Like it, mm. and they're just like. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Yep. Yum, yeah. yum, yum, yum. They're like, they're hey, like, guys, I got one. Digga, 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 digga. Taking money. So when exactly. I saw that, I was like, 
oh, this is some straight up gangster shit. Exactly. <laughs> it is. That's Wall it Street. Is. It is Wall Street. The thing is, you say to yourself, okay, that's 35K. And episode. There's other more than all the writers pretty much are making. I mean, it's ridiculous. They were making more than some other writers. Yeah, but you say to yourself, I could have got a like another writer. I could have got two or three. A better music budget. I could have been paying. You know, like like the 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 fees I could pay for top of show, whatever whatever you want to pay. You can't now because you're missing thirty five thousand dollars, and thirty five thousand dollars goes a lot. On a TV show, oh, yeah. it really goes a lot on a TV show. I mean, the theory was always like, oh, they wouldn't give that to you anyway. The studios would just take that back. And like, how do you know that? Mm-hmm. Like, that's just assuming. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. maybe they wouldn't. <laughs> well, no, no, we just throwing it out there. But here's the thing: there's all, but see, they, because that money's sitting there, and, and and say it's not just given to the show, but say that you want someone who's like who's who's pressing your budget. That, there's that there's not money available that they could give you. you I know? am sure that if we we could have gone and been like, you guys, don't you want a really fucking cool needle drop? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. holy shit. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's mm-hmm. just stuff like that. It was just anyway, that was really eye opening to me. That's when I was like, Oh, I really didn't understand this. This is really bad. You know? Yeah. I'll tell you the part I did understand, mm-hmm. which is like when we did, you know, quote unquote fire our agents. I started getting contacted from production companies I'd never met with before because mm. they were repped by WME or uh, CAA or ICM, mm-hmm. and I'm at a, a more boutique agency, and they're like, we've always wanted to meet you, but you know, for this IP, they always give us the writers that are represented mm-hmm. by that agency, and I'm like, because everything is about packaging right. within the agency, and so I was realizing all these opportunities I wasn't, a, 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 I wasn't up for was it true? at all because of this packaging mm-hmm. and there were some production companies that was like it's a bummer because we've always wanted to meet with you and maybe bring you this and then we just feel because we're repped that's the other part of the whole gangster shit it's like these <laughs> these production companies just are being black and folks just they're just repped <laughs> by agencies it's exactly. like when did that happen exactly. when did these like <clears throat> they figured it out that's what's his name they that's, make that's, deals that's, they figured it out it's Ari Emanuel was, was right. behind all that he's like right. you know we can do we can make a lot of money mm-hmm. yeah it's just and but then if you're telling me okay we're gonna i understand the whole theory of packaging when it was like indie movies and you could like sort of do all this work to get all these pieces together mm-hmm. but if the only person you've packaged is the one writer on the show how is that a package mm-hmm. you've brought nothing else to this because you brought the biggest element yeah no <laughs> right. it's, it's just makes it's sense. Criminal. Exactly. i mean because the minute i started seeing it i was like oh like yeah, like you said, for, like for for movies you hear about all the time, how they put this, they put the package together, yeah. just get the money, blah blah blah. blah. But I didn't know it was a thing for TV because I was like, what? what how, why? Because you know, there's the networks and the companies. I mean, they're paying. You know, like the, the, with any movie, they got to go find that money somewhere. You know, like yeah. They're, like they're not going to Universal. I mean, they're hustling like that. for yeah. stuff like that, mm-hmm. and yeah. I, I understood that back in the '90s. If you're hustling to try right. and like get money, and like I get all that, but what was going on in TV was not it's, that. It's, no. It was criminal. It's like, oh, give me some extra money. It's just criminal. <laughs> it was criminal. I mean, but but but, but that's why they filed the rac- that's that's why they filed the racketeering suit because yeah. they knew they could. Like y'all can't do this shit. Right. Y'all can't. You want to do it? Yeah. Let, let me ask yeah. you a quick question. Chris and I were talking on episode. I think it was last week. We were talking about um, you when you were talking to your girl about um why they're not being staffed on shows and they're using excuses oh, for it. Well, I'm oh, just curious okay. to get a showrunner's well, opinion uh, on it. I mean... Uh, because, uh, oh, you mean the white white, no, no, white no, no, male no. writers no, saying they're no, not getting staffed? No, 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 no. no, no. no. 
I ha- have a theory <laughs> that if they could, like, if someone comes in and they say, "Hey, we can't afford you," what does that mean? If you're like a staff writer, or you're like if staff writer trying to get a story editor, that's not a big bump in money. It's not a big bump in so, money. So, but we had to, actually we had that situation on Queen of the South. Well, well, for you because they cut your budget. They cut our budget. Right. But so that makes had, sense. We couldn't promote yeah. the staff writer to story editor. But on a new show or something like that, the thing that I was was suggesting was. If you meet with someone and they say we can't afford you, that's one of those euphemisms like I'm on vacation. <laughs> yeah. They don't like you and they want to, you know, like for some reason you're not fitting in the thing whatever it is and they're and they're trying to not But tell who's you that. telling that person that the agent is saying they can't afford you? For the, pe- the people I've heard that from I heard it from the showrunners have get reached out to them and say, "Hey, we we love you but we can't afford you." And we can't And they're staff writers? The staff writer and and they're trying to get to be story editor or the story editor trying to be executive story editor. I mean, honestly, I think that's like show to show, budget to budget. I'm sure some of it's true and some of it's bullshit. It's mm. probably a mix of it, yeah, to mix, be yeah. honest with you. Some of it's probably like, well, I just found out that this co-producer I really liked is available, so right. I have to take exactly. that money. And like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I think the bigger problem is mid-level writers are really oh, yeah. getting screwed big and time in the middle. I talk about that all the time because even like during the, um, when we let our agents go mm-hmm. last year <clears throat> and me being on, you know, these big... Um, committees, I get all these emails from showrunners going, hey, Hillary, do you know anybody who's disabled and blah, 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 you know somebody who's black and whatever. And all of them, I probably had 17 of them I think I encountered in the last year, <clears throat> and all of them were, I need a co-EP or I need a staff writer. There was nothing in between. Everything because was Because the budgets are so fucked up, right. so it's like, you have you'll have co-eps whose rates are inflated right, right. so it's like this person costs so much money mm-hmm. that all you really have left <clears> is that <throat> so it's like i feel like there are two types of rooms going on they're either super top heavy right with no staff writers or i've been hearing of rooms that are just like one co-ep and everyone's a staff writer yep, story that mm-hmm. it's so what's mm-hmm. happening is that people in the middle are just and i think that might and i think it's liz alper that talked about mm-hmm. this that that's her and zoe i mm-hmm. think that's one of the problems why white men are hearing you lost this job to a person of color <laughs> right it's probably mostly white men in the middle level mm. that that's that really that the sense. reality is the job is not there i never thought anymore about that. and so that so the person sense. of color is getting hired as a staff right. writer or story editor yes. and they've hired already the co-ep or that guy's already hired his best friend who's right. probably a white guy mm-hmm. so now you've lost out <laughs> and but but the agent or the producer, whoever's going to tell you, oh, well, the, there's one job left and it's for a person of color. Right. And you're like, well, they're taking my job. Mm. The middle level is disappearing, which is a problem for everybody. Now, to, to me, I wonder, because the thing that, because I, I, I've heard this for a while, but when the when the stuff that came out with the packaging, I'm like, yeah, but that $35,000 could be used to, you know, like to get someone who's like a, like a, a, a yeah. Editor, you know? Yeah. So I'm wondering if like the budgets, if there's, but I could get we're still grandfathering yeah, so, out all yeah, of the I'm packaging yeah. still for yeah. I forget what year it's totally gone I think it's 2023 right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so there's still a little bit there's of that going of that. on but, I f- but I'm, I'm just wondering if that is there if there's an extra $40,000 an episode available per, I mean potentially available because we're not paying to the agencies anymore would that open up money to get people who are, who are these mid-level writers I mean you know I don't know I just, I'm just curious I mean I'm wondering 
what's going to happen once the packaging is gone. And then, I, I so am I. I have no idea. Yeah, we have yeah. to see, wait and see. Uh, you know, maybe it doesn't change anything. Maybe it does. I mean, I, I think the biggest problem that's really affecting this, also specifically, this whole mini room bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The mini room stuff is that they're not mini rooms. They're mm-hmm. like actual coming up with the entire season. Yes. You know what yes. I mean? And so a lot of that's going on in mini rooms. There's just people like my friend was telling me he was on a mini room for the second season of Jack Ryan because it hadn't been picked up yet. So they decided to have a mini room. <laughs> I mean, the stuff that's going on is just right. is really is yeah. really it, it, messed it, it, up. And because I heard someone, someone on like one of the Facebook Facebook groups was like, I got like asked to be in a mini room, and I was told I can't take credit on this. Hmm. Yeah, she was asking that question, and people were like, Oh no, you don't, no, 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 you know, well, when it goes, you'll get credit. Blah blah blah. She's like, No, no, no. They were saying that I'm gonna work on this mini room. And if it goes or not, I'm not going to be on the show. That doesn't, that's fucked up. I don't even understand what that is. Neither what? do I. And what agent would allow that? And she was asking. She was like, my, my agent's not doing anything. And there was this long, long thread. I mean, all people chiming in, but I was like, that's the fucked up shit with the mini rooms. It's like people are doing hmm. stuff that's, they're jump. They're finding ways to, to jump through like weird kind of boxes and hmm. not do stuff for you. I mean, just all shit that, that, that you know, again, that needs to be. That needs to be regulated. On yeah, some yeah, yeah. No, we have to figure it out, and I think that that's going to be a huge thing in the next negotiating committee for sure. How to how to how do what, we deal with this stuff? What, we were starting to talk about this the other night, um, Daylin. What can we do about these goddamn if come deals? I'm on two of them, <laughs> and I want to jump out a window. <laughs> I mean, we could all do that, but yes. that, that wouldn't help anything. Um, for the people who don't know, let's tell them what if come deal is in the first place. I'll explain it like this, and then maybe that'll. Yeah, I just jump I in. hate the name of it. It's I vaguely sexual it. and it's weird. Oh, I never thought about that. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's oh, yeah, it's yeah, terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's terrible. Uh, it comes from Vegas. Does it come from Vegas? Does it? I don't know. I don't know. Basically, because, it's like if you sell this, right. then the money will come. Basically, yeah, yeah. But 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 they trick you. This is how they trick you. This is why your deal took six months to finish, and mm-hmm. why mine did. Right. They trick you into going, but once we do this, here's your contract and how it's going to look. Here's how much money you're going to get per episode. Here's how it's yeah. going. You're like, oh, shit, you're going to be co-EP. You're going to be, but whatever and it is. And you don't sell the project. And you're like, it's I'll stay here money. for a year. It's monopoly. Can, it's actually monopoly it's, money. It's, <laughs> it's not real money. It's like, look at this money. Exactly. It's like, oh, yeah, Mr. Pennybag. I know. Like, What's up, man? Right. Is your money rolling? But oh. you see it on paper and the lawyers go back and forth and it sounds all legit. You're like, this must be real. This is a big company. You know what I mean? And you stay in there and you keep rewriting. Yes, but as you know, it's turning in real, decks it's and doing all this stuff. It's until the check like, clears. You right. fucking know that. And, and the, they have you into some... I mean, look, I had that happen to me on a, on a show a long time ago. And yeah, you, yeah, you fucking look at that contract. You're like, God, that's a lot of money I'm making mm-hmm. like, per week. <clears throat> Fuck. It's going to be dope. Yeah. And then you all the work and then nothing. I think that um, when I, I talked about this, I was on like um, a Writers Guild uh, thing where a bunch of people were asking us questions. It wasn't Candidate Night. It was mm-hmm. a different thing. Um, you were there. Yeah. A little over. I think, sorry. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, I lost my train of thought. Um, You're on another thing talking about the, the yeah, if-come deals. The if-come deals. Oh, I think <laughs> that, look, there's a problem with pitching, right? We do all this pitching for free. The right. thing is, like, we can't ask production companies to pay us to pitch because then they would never pick Joe Schmo that right. just got off of the subway. Right. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. They're like, 
hey, Shonda, Ryan, mm-hmm. David, Simon, it's a very et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Uh, you've sold a bunch of shows, so right. will you develop this IP for us? So right. um, I think it it takes away opportunity for um, more inexperienced writers Good and point. people that maybe don't have credits. Yeah. I think where maybe we have some leverage and we can start talking about this is, okay, once the studio hears it and it's like, love this. Mm. While we're doing this Ipcom deal, we're gonna pay you $5,000 for your pitch. And that includes a round of notes from us. Thank mm. you very much. Now we'll go out to try and sell it. So there's some kind of, I'm just picking $5,000 out of I've been saying $5,000 for about 15 years. Because, so because like, do you know what I mean? But you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. because the production company has a bank where they were able to pay, because everything's IP now, right? Yeah. So they were able to option this book, but miraculously, they don't have money to pay you mm-hmm. to pitch. Okay, let's play with that game. Exactly. All right, the game is, no, they don't have money to pay you for your pitch. Okay, but now I've gone to... Sony, Universal, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They're like, we love it. Let's go to buyers. Mm-hmm. Here's some money. Thank you. We bought your pitch, basically. Mm. Now we're going to go out with you. While we negotiate your crazy if come deal, it's going to still take five <laughs> months. At least we've given you this show of like goodwill, and we are going to ask you to do a round of notes on this per right. from the studio. I feel like that's reasonable. They mm-hmm. may think I'm crazy, <clears throat> but, but like at least you're getting paid something right. because... These have come. I mean, you don't get paid until you sell it, and you could go to like ten buyers and not sell it. So now you've wasted eight months of your life on a project, and you've made nothing. Well, zero. Even, even if you made that five grand in your head, you could prepare for that, and at least you also feel like you're a professional who yeah. got paid for something. The other thing I heard somebody say the other night was, "What if you got paid weekly?" Like, even if it was five grand a week, and they just set aside $50,000, let's just say, over time. While you're to, pitching. You know, to whatever, so that, so that in, even sometimes when you have to write a script or whatever, so anytime you get stuck in that, I've already finished yeah. and now I'm rewriting, you're still rewriting during that time, so you don't feel like you're mentally. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I hear you. You know what I mean? Because I, then I it thought, takes forever to get paid once you do, if you do sell it, then it's like, okay, now I've sent in the outline. Right. Now, it's, nah, 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 now right. I'm like, eight months and I still haven't made any money. Right. You know, I, I hear you, I hear you. I mean, that's right. interesting. And and they'll try to and they'll try to give you the 5,000 and break it off into, you know, the payments like they do when they do a script. You're like, we're gonna give you 1,500 to start. We're gonna give you 1,500 when you turn in the blah, blah, blah. You know they're gonna do it. It's gonna yeah. be some bullshit too. I mean, that's if they agree to do it. I, I mean, you know, I mean, the thing is, is that these companies are washing money. Right. They, they just, you look at the damn, um, Earnings reports and shit like that. Yeah, even with like, even with the inflated money. budgets with uh, COVID, they still made a shit ton of money because oh, everybody yeah. was at home watching TV. Yeah, yeah. I mean, signing up, just signing money, up for so, you know, for I mean, streamers. Yes. These places they make so much money, they could break off. The, the I mean, the thing is, is that they know that the creative process because they can't do it because they need that deck to even understand anything. But they know that. They should pay you for what you want. I mean, it's just like, why should I like let you even have it? Mm-hmm. No, know? I mean they think that uh, you're lucky that you sat exactly. at the table and you exactly. pitched yeah. us. It's this yeah. this whole mentality of like we're lucky that we even have the meeting that right. we even no. are in no. the room. You right. know, yeah. it's a privilege to do this business. It's a privilege. <laughs> I mean, it is a privilege to do the business, but it's not a privilege to go pitch it to you. you yeah, because there's other places that could buy it. You know, so I agree. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, it's it's look. There's a lot of money that flows around, and there's a lot. There's I mean, look, you know what? And they always find money. 
They are so cheap, though. Everybody's always crying no, poverty. They, they, they are. They're all they're, crying they're, poverty. Look, look, they're, crazy. They're, they're all crying poverty. But when something happens and they need some money for something, okay, all right, all right, all right. We'll pray out the checkbook. We'll we, we'll be mad telling you for every letter we write, we're mad at you. Right. But they're gonna give you the check. But that's the yeah. hardest thing, and I know you know this, and we all have been through it with these deals. It's difficult. I remember one of the one of the projects I was telling you offline. I would go into the office over there at this multi-million dollar office and I'd be like sitting at the big conference table, table with the whole team and I'd be talking about things we're going to do whatever and everybody's all excited and I'd walk out of there going I'm the only one not making any money right now. Yeah, I think about that all the <laughs> you time. You know what I mean? I'm like they could easily. Oh, oh yeah, because for them because it drives cause, me Because for them that's their job is to listen to you. Mm-hmm. So they're getting paid just they're getting paid because they're listening. Right. You know, whereas and then you, I had to put my money in the fucking meter. Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> Didn't nobody else. I just thought about that. <laughs> didn't even offer a brother nothing. Like, <laughs> they didn't even have like no a, a parking structure. Yeah. No, they are all that's in the back, and I had to park on the street. That's I'm like, fucked that up. Bitch. That's fucked. I'm gonna start up. charging you for water at the meetings. <laughs> That'll be one dollar. <laughs> Do you have it? You can minimum we that dollar for that. That's wild. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I yeah. I, I don't envy. The, it's just like the money because let me ask you a question did you ever go over budget on, on I'm sorry on Queen of the South did, did we ever go over yeah. budget no never we came in under budget wow because wow. our line producer was a star my question is if my question <laughs> yeah, is you might want to say that also <laughs> <laughs> my question is if you went over budget wouldn't they find that money for you if you needed it yeah that's what I'm saying We'd get yelled at. That's what I'm saying. That, that's what I'm, that, but actually, the line producer really would get yelled at. But, uh, but yes, at the end of the day, but, more than we would. Right, right, but, yeah. my, but my point is, the money's there. If you need, if you got to give a budget for something, or, or so the, the money, yeah. they'll yell that at you for, on my show like, all day, day long yeah. and, and hold over your hair. That's for but also, you guys have heard of that magical word called breakage. Yes, yeah, it miraculously appears when there's a famous exactly. actor they, they want they, in they, your they show. Exactly, we'll pay breakage. Exactly. You're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, this isn't the contingency. The money wasn't exactly. in but you know, but now you're telling me that Robert Downey Jr. would like to be in your show. Yeah, and we'll pay him like. But that's what I'm saying. But, yeah, yeah. but, but that's that slush fund that mm-hmm. is available. So if they could pay for the pitches and stuff like that, because you know that, that money, the money's there. They find it's the money. It's not anything. a lot of money. It's not like no. we're asking for a hundred thousand dollars for a pitch. No, you know. No. I mean, I I just feel like it. I feel like that would help the process of the if come deal. It would make it feel less onerous because yeah. it's so terrible. And this is their project. Yeah. It's not like we came when, hey, here's an idea. This is them going, we have this IP. It's, and to an extent, it's <clears throat> them saying, okay, we optioned the IP. Now we're optioning your take on that. the IP. That. that. Do you know what I mean? Yes. That's really what it yes. is, right? Yes. It's like we are optioning your take, yes. and we're going out with you. I like that. Do you know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm feeling it. So, well, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. the, thing, the thing is they probably talked to a few people to see whose initial idea they liked. Well, know? that's a bake-off. That's a whole other thing that is – I don't even know how to deal yeah. with that. That is that is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> that's basically like, you know, they have a book. They give it to five writers. They ask yep. five writers to come up with a take, yep. and they only go with one of those takes. And then the worst part about it is that you have no idea later on if the producer like – well, we really loved what Daylin pitched mm-hmm. last week. We didn't love the whole thing, but maybe we just steal that and give it to the writer that we you actually You know what's going to happen. And of it has course happened. it is. Yes, yeah. for sure. 
Of course sure. it is. Do you know what I For mean? Sure. It's just, it's so messed up. Right. And there's so many things in ether you don't remember where it came from. You're like, oh, well, and then they pitched the thing that you did that they forgot they read or saw or heard. Yeah. You know? I mean, some of it is just collective unconscious. They don't even know that, right? Yeah. But, so yeah. but really it is but like that crazy, like, hey, you're a showrunner. We, we're going to take three showrunners <laughs> to the network that have right. takes on season four. <laughs> I was like, good luck. Have fun with that. <laughs> Not with me. I ain't no. going in that like, I might do that if the show was like Handmaid's Tale. Right, you know right, what right. I mean? Something or like something that was like, I mean, this is a, a, a pretty good show, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like it was like, it wouldn't do anything for my career. Right. It's like doing the fourth season of the show right. that like five people watch. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, what, what am I doing? For sure. For sure. <laughs> you know? Oh, but, okay, but see, now that's something I want to. Reminds you something about choosing projects. It's, it's, I guess it's kind of an interesting question for people, but it's like choosing projects that you know are good for your career or not. I think a lot of times when you when you're just getting in, you mm-hmm. just, you just want to get a I job. I took job and job and job. Yeah. I mean, if you look at my IMDb, I don't have like the most fucking cartwheel inducing credits. <laughs> I there's, really there's don't. a couple in there. There's though. a couple, but yeah. I don't have. I, I have a lot of shows <clears throat> that disappeared into the ether. Right. Um, I, I I think it's unfortunate. Sometimes you have to take the job, right. you know, so you can't. I, I feel like as you go up the ranks in your career, you can start getting a little bit pickier and a little bit more targeted with what works for you and what doesn't. But right. I feel like in the beginning, you just gotta, you gotta work, yeah. you know? Yeah, I'm also the child of immigrants, so I'm like, I need a job. I gotta work. I'm like, <laughs> Mama need clothes. I know. Like. I'm never like, I'm not sitting around going like, uh, like right now. I'm not working. It's making me crazy. I'm just working on these pitches, right. which is work, but I'm not getting paid. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I have to go back to work. You know, <laughs> and like I just hear my mother and my father in my brain. You know. Yeah. Um. So I took a lot of jobs because I was I was always scared it was going to disappear. It was going to mm-hmm. go away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, oh yeah. Um, well, no, but I, everybody you has. Have, you have I'm fear. still, I'm you still scared. Fear. I'm still scared. <laughs> like, that's fear. it. My career's I had, over. Oh, I had the fear. I mean, mm-hmm. because, because before we started, Especially you came out of it. So, well, because it's like before we started season three, I had no idea what was happening. You know, there was so much. We had so much like chaos was going on, and my draft had got ripped apart. Um, like two days after I turned it in, not because of what I wrote, because. This other stuff is happening that oh, okay. causes a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. Like, we just can't use any of this. Yep. Um, and then I was like, "How do you know if I?" But, but like, but no one's read it. But the showrunner. So how do I? You know, like, how do they know if they're gonna bring me back? Like, like I didn't know that. You know, and like, no one was really talking to me because there was too much wild shit going mm-hmm. on. And just in my head, I was like, "This is done. I fucked up. Mm-hmm. This is what's gonna happen." It's, that's yeah. a terrible feeling. It's a very, yeah. yeah, it's a very, yeah. you know, and I, and my and I was really. Spinning out of control. Yeah, I was really because because mm-hmm. and I was like, well, I know it's the third season, and the other writer was supposed to come back, but she hasn't started yet. And uh, I mean, so what, what? I mean, she was it was just crazy. And then we just sat down one day, and they were like, okay, we'll get to season three. And I was like, what? Was like, they almost went straight through. By the way, they oh, never took shit. a real break hardly well, no, at we, all. We had, no, no, we have gone straight through. We just been no break. Right. It's been no break. Right. Been no break. Eleven this months. Eleven months. Yeah, crazy. Eleven hey, months straight. Congratulations, your three. bank account. I yes. know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. oh yeah. I love it. I love it. That I love. <laughs> he got a new wardrobe <laughs> and shit. I'm like, oh, look. <laughs> <laughs> what was wild is, what was wild is, what was wild is what was people on the show has been in the show twice as long as I have. Right. 
Which I'm like. I mean, that's exhausting. You need a little bit of a yeah, break, but yeah. Agree. Yeah, and they've had no break in since November 2018, 2019. And on Zoom the whole time, and now you're in person. We've been in, yeah. Well, because they were in, they started in November 2019, <coughs> so they went for four months in person. And then they were on Zoom for like I guess two months, and then they broke it, and then they brought us back, and it was been all on Zoom. It was Zoom for four months, and now for the last six months we've been in person. But we kind of had to be in person because. Well, you guys are in production. I mean, we're too. production. Yeah, production. It's like yeah. everyone's got to be rotating you back to the set, yeah. everything like you know, that. At this point, what's the point of being on Zoom? Yeah. You know, people have to go to the set and stuff. Yeah. Well, we had to finish the entire season of Queen of the South without any writers. So we had That's to, the thing I hate. Yeah. I, I hate that I'll get to, on the show and I won't be able to Well, for our situation, we was COVID. <clears> and <throat> we, we had wrapped the room completely and we'd shut down. And mm-hmm. so we were like, oh shit. So we basically. I parked my ass down in New Orleans for like a month in the mm-hmm. middle of all of this uh, to try and finish out the last couple of episodes. That makes sense. But, um, yeah, it's wild. Because, I mean, because for us, it's like we, we have to test COVID like... Yeah, um, three times a week. Three times a yeah. week. Mm. You know, we, you have to show the badge that you've been, you know, the, there's like special badges to va- if you've been vaccinated. vaccinated you, yeah. you know, like that, you know, just, <coughs> just to be on set, you know, yeah. because they don't want anybody. And then... Some people, so, I mean, some, some people I'm have lied. Saying, really? Yeah. <laughs> some crew, some crew have lied. Fucked up, man. That's yeah. so selfish. <laughs> no, we had, we, had a, we had a problem with one of our actors that was like very anti-vax, thought oh, it was all God. blown out of proportion kind of stuff. <clears throat> and it was just like a very uncomfortable situation because mm-hmm. it was only like one person. And everybody's like, oh, Jesus, you know, like right. we have to deal with this. It was just, it was a lot. Anyway. Yeah, as well. Well, thank you, Dalen. Good to have you, sis. We thank love you. you we always appreciate me. everything you do out there for everybody. Thank you. you know, I appreciate we know you're one of our advocates, and you know, um, y'all need to go and bump her. Um, I didn't say it. Yes, I did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, where can people follow you on uh, Twitter and Instagram or whatever? On Twitter and Instagram, I'm the same. It's Daylin Rod, D A I L Y N R O D. That's it. Where you at, Chris? Uh, unauthorized CBD on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> everybody always thinks. That. I, I follow you, so this is yes. initials. <laughs> everybody thinks. Everybody thinks. <laughs> I thought we were very, very digging. So we're like, are you fucking? Oh, he no, did. Dude, it's, not, it's not what it is. It's not what it is. <laughs> And I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter. I say Twitter like I'm cool. Um, <laughs> on Twitter at Hilliard Guest um, Clubhouse. Uh, what else? Yeah, that's it. Um, you guys can follow the show, Screenwriters RR on Twitter. <clears throat> Any questions, screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. Please go on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you guys listen to. Dalen doesn't listen to podcasts, so she wouldn't know. Um, I only listen to like two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Um, she going to listen to this one, though, because I'm going to be in her ear going, did you hear it yet? Did you hear it yet? Um, oh, quick question for you. When does the cutoff date for the vote for the elections, when does it end? Uh, I think it ends on the 21st. Of this month? Yeah. Okay. This is going to drop tomorrow then. Okay, cool. I think it's the 21st. Yes, I'm pretty right. certain. Okay. And you find it the next day. Okay. You And then they find out like the next day. Oh, really? Is that Yeah, fast? yeah, because it's, like it's computer. computer. Oh, computer that's right. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I'm thinking, oh, what else we got, Chris? Uh, <clears throat> you can support the show if you go to screenwritersrr.com. The website is up new. It's, it's all back Oh, you up. did it? Yeah, it's all up. Awesome. Um, and there's the, then the merchandise thing is back up, so you can buy T-shirts. Awesome. Um, and you can support the show through our Patreon, which is a link on the homepage. So awesome. there you go. Awesome. Dope, for sure. Thank you again. Oh, thank we you. appreciate Welcome you. And thank you. Oh, no, it's awesome. We're going to have you back on your next show. 
when you run and shit again. You know, talk about what what you're doing. <laughs> you see what you see what I tried to hire. My God, let me tell you. Let me tell you how how, how I got hired. <laughs> exactly. So everybody joining me for Wakanda Forever. You guys know how we do it on the Rant Room. On the show, we keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what, Dalen? Wakanda, Wakanda forever. forever. <laughs> yeah. Peace, y'all. I'm going to say what I feel. And I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the Rant Room. Well, you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing The doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind And the business got me stressed In the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca Sass in class Yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess When you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening Your pen and words Are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the Red Room.